You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rob. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yeah! What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. That was weird. That was weird as fuck. <laughs> First and foremost, I'd like to thank Alex for the intro track on this week's edition. And i also like to thank you, the listener, for coming back to listen to me again. Yay! And if it's just your first time listening to the RRRPC, I appreciate you for taking your time out and giving me a try. So, let's get right into this week's episode. There's a lot of pauses and I'm drawing things out. I don't know, I guess, because, you know, I don't ever plan these things. It's just words come to my head and everything. So, that's kind of how it turns out. But... Yeah, this week, um, I've been going through my rounds with the Office of Veterans Affairs and everything. Um, those of you who already know, well, who, well, if you already know, you already know. I shouldn't have to say the shit. But for those who may be new listeners or didn't know, or you coming into the show late, I am now a retired veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and um. After, you know, when I was doing the retirement process, you know, I, I filed for um, disability because, you know, 16 years and two months of service, jumping up and down um, in and out of these trucks and combat exercises and all kind of other things. And, you know, it put a wear and tear on your body. I'm 34 years old, about to be 35. And damn, I got like 50 year old knees and sockets and all kind of shit going on with me. So, you know, filing for disability. So this week started the first round of appointments. I went to do my psych evaluation and tell me if I'm crazy or not. And then, um, yesterday I went there, my, did my hearing test and everything like that. So hearing is okay. You know, I work around a lot of, I, well, I used to work around a lot of loud trucks and other heavy equipment. So that takes a toll on your eardrums and all that stuff. Said my hearing was okay. I think they say I suffered from um, what most husbands suffer from, and that's select hearing. So, <laughs> but um, I got a tinnitus, which is cool. For those of you who don't know what a tinnitus is, I don't even know if it's severe or not in myself, but um, I just get ringings in my ears. It's like a little buzz and everything that just sits in my ear holes, and I'm just sitting there like, all right, this would be cool if this would stop. So I got that going on. 
And um, sometime next week, I'll be going to do my physical evaluations to when I go to tell them about how my knees, my ankles, my back, my neck, and all the other stuff is all jacked up. My knees, knees, ankles, back, toes. Man, you <laughs> fucking stupid ass video. Man, the world we live in, meme-tacular. You can take anything and make it into a meme or a beat or a song or something. But... Anyways, um, beyond all the um, VA stuff, um, I come back into contact with two of my former service members. They both have long gone and got out of the um, military before I did. And they um already into their civilian lives into what they're going to do. And one um, I just contacted, well, got back in contact with um, the other day. He runs a freaking uh, charity, um, freaking organization that helps um, military members and everything like that. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, ever since I've known the guy or whatever, he's always been like a hustler or whatever. And I ain't talking about in the sense of he trying to swindle people out of their money and sell them bootleg goods or anything like that he was always in a mode of figuring out ways of trying to uh you know make money so he can like start businesses and and everything like that he started a car washing business you know detail service um owned a couple of nightclubs down in the Missouri Siri Siri Hey, Siri. What's going on? Oh, that's an interesting question. I, I forgot I had it on mute. <laughs> but uh, a series of nightclubs down in uh, Missouri. Not Missouri. God damn it. I'm all over the goddamn place. It's not Missouri. It's Mississippi. Tupelo. Tupelo. That remind me of a joke. You remember, uh, I, f- I forgot who it was. I think it was uh, Eddie Griffin. He's like, he was doing an impersonation of um, a redneck fellow. And he was like, you know why they call it Tupelo, Mississippi? And everybody's like, huh, why? Because they had two black people that lived there. They below now. <laughs> Ooh, but anyway, you got a charity organization that helps out um, service members. Um, and they do all kinds of things. They, um, counseling. Um, they got a scholarship fund, and um, multiple other things. I mean, you can check it out for yourself. It's called Salute to Hero. It's the Salute to Heroes Foundation. You can go find more information about it on Salute to Heroes Foundation dot com. So I'm proud of that dude. You know, you're a businessman. I knew he could do it. He always found a way to get himself into something for the betterment of him. Um, since he's doing so well, I wish he could give me some of um, his monies because he don't need it. <laughs> I do. Just kidding. And um, on the other side of the coin, you know, I reconnected with him or whatever we're talking. I'm trying to get him on the show so he can plug his organization better than I can because you, you hear me. I'm just all over the place and just spitballing and talking nonsense right now. But I, I like to get him on the show so he can talk about it more intelligently than I can. 
And uh, on the other side of that coin, you know, he's doing well for himself. He's adjusting to life outside of the military. Um, I got another friend that uh, recently reached out to me on Twitter. And um, he needs help. He freaking, um, he got out of the military. I mean, yeah, Buku kids. He was like a, a, a rabbit. <laughs> he has like seven kids, you know, between him and his wife. And um, they were doing good. He got out, became a um, police officer and everything, or a sheriff with one of the two. And um, just the other day, he hit me up on Twitter. And, you know, he got to go fund me because, you know, his wife got laid off. And, you know, they, he, and, um, he looking like he might lose his house, you know. So now he's a damn got a GoFundMe up trying to save his place for, you know, his wife and his family and all that. So, man, it's just like, you, you never know, man. I mean, it's not like you, <laughs> you, you never plan for things like this. Things like this kind of just happen, you know. I mean, from the time that I've known him, even in the um, service, I mean, his wife had a bomb job i mean she was making more money than he was i mean they they both combined was making enough funds to take care of them and all the kids but um you know she got laid off and you know he make decent money but you know seven kids <laughs> man that's a lot to um, take on so i mean he got to go fund me right now you know trying to um help out his family and everything I put some links in the freaking um show description, man. If you can if 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 you ever wanted to help out a veteran, I just gave you two ways to do it there. One, I mean you can go through the um Salute to Heroes Foundation and help that way. And you can um help donate to my friend, my brother, my comrade or whatever, man. Just help him keep his house. I mean, not so much for him and his wife, for his freaking kids, man. It's a sad thing. It fucking sucks. And now, um, if and this to GoFundMe right here, I'm gonna say it now. Like I said, I'm gonna put it in the show description, but I just wanna just put it out there. Let me let me let me get this thing. Yes, we're doing it live. I'm not editing it, 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 this out. All right, it's a GoFundMe.com, and damn, it's kind of a long thing. It's a dad. It's a, Dad, you know, D-A-D, dash, husband, dash, USMC, dash, vet, dash, assistance. Yeah, and they're trying to raise some fun to save their house, man. So, I mean, if if you can help, I mean, I, I know I ask for a lot of bullshit. I, well, really, I don't ask you for nothing other than to support the podcast. But, you know, I'm asking for something that's not really for me. I'm asking for something that's for, for you know, a service member he coming up on hard times. I mean, we all been there. Hopefully <laughs> you, know, you had some kind of help or you had somebody helping you out or you just got through it. But, um, whatever you can do, man, like I said, help, help somebody help, help. I don't know, man. I just, I just feel weird. I feel bad. I didn't, I, don't, I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. I can't put it into words how I feel about that whole situation. It just fucking sucks. <sighs> anyway, well, there's no anyway. Help, help a man out. Help the dude out. But today, we got a guest. He's a returning guest. 
He's one half of the podcast, uh, wrestling podcast cha- tag team champions. I just dubbed him that. I just made that up. I'm going to have to make a title belt. <laughs> but it's uh, Todd the Great, one half of the um, people on the Wrestling Junkies podcast. So I he was on here. There was both on here before. We both had like a little um, competition or whatever uh, it, that carried over from when I was on their podcast. Now they're on. They both came to my podcast. We kind of finished off the thing. And what I wanted to do, because outside of the wrestling junkies, you know, they both got their own things going on. Uh, Todd here, who we're going to focus on now, because we already did the um, recording with Sir John Lee, and we'll get him on later. But with Todd, he is a film director and photographer and things like that. So, I mean, it was interesting that they both come together to do the Wrestling Junkies podcast. And, you know, they share a common interest in professional wrestling or lack thereof. <laughs> and um, independently, they got their own thing. And he is his um, film. So just having him on just tell pretty much almost like his side of life and everything outside of the Wrestling Junkies. I thought it would be a cool concept for the both of them. And um, that's what we do here on this episode. We talk about um, how he got in the film, which that story alone is was was a whole podcast. Could have been a whole podcast, and um, just some other his other interests and what his um, ambitions and wishes and desires is for the future in um, his chosen profession. So, without further ado, we're gonna get into that. On this edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast featuring Todd the Great. What's going on? And a whole bunch of nothing. Man, how you been, man? Just hanging in there. How I'm sounding to you? Sound good. Sound good. How I sound. How I sound. Oh, yeah, you good. You up there like you about to telemarket the shit out of some stuff. <laughs> gamer headphones on. You know, I'm a gamer. Are we recording now? Yeah. Oh, oh! You know how we do. My bad. My, well, so well, you, just, you know how I do. He <laughs> just gonna throw me in there without warning. I gotta put my face on. I gotta put my makeup on. I gotta put. I got. I got. I gotta get ready. I gotta get ready. Oh my bad. I, 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 I'll <laughs> give you the heads up next time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I, I I got the turtle beaches on. Shout out to Turtle Beach. You know, having me sound right. Sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sponsor me. Sponsor me. Yeah, man. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a gamer filmmaker i just love it all i love it all man i can i can hold a conversation with numerous amount of people with all the stuff i'm into well shit well where you want to start at man where do you want where do you want to start hey i i i see you're uh kind of seeping into my field over there a little bit oh yeah oh yeah i'm just just i don't want to be trapped into that little box called uh the podcast you know i don't want to (laughs) get I want to reach my arms out all in different kinds of directions. I want to be like an octopus. I yeah. I, I mean, I know you probably talked about another podcast, but uh, I, I would like our interaction as far as a filmmaker. And you've been on set. I want to hear your experience firsthand and give you, you know, my excitement on you know what sh- what should have happened and what you've experienced. Word. So, like, how how was your experience? Oh man, it was what it was. <laughs> because <laughs> um i went into it um not thinking that it was gonna be this big grandiose thing like you see on these documentaries or anything like that to where 
I was gonna be fucking. Well, <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of shoot you're at. Oh, so. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but um, it was a little rinky-dink thing or whatever, man. It, I I just went there on a whim. I just wanted to be the dude in the background sweeping up the floor, <laughs> just daggone looking in the camera awkwardly, which I know you ain't <laughs> supposed to do that, but I was going to do it anyway, see if I can get away with it. <laughs> make, a, make a brief cameo. Yeah, but um, it's going to be a trend now to where I've talked about it just about as much on all the um, other podcasts because I've recorded some already. But uh-huh. it was just like, I went there, filled out the application, and they was asking me for shit on the application. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, uh, do you have any cameras? Uh, <laughs> do you have any vehicles or boats or anything that we can use in the shooting of this movie? I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it all depends on the shoot. Uh, when I helm a shoot, as far as directing or when I'm in charge of a shoot, I tend to, I'm a very particular, organized, perfectionist type of person. So I try to cover everything before we go into the shoot. So therefore, I wouldn't be asking, you know, someone who's applying if they had any things that I had access to because I would have probably already had access to them. Now, I'm open to people suggesting uh, certain things like one time I was on a shoot I was shooting a TV pilot and it was a TV pilot for I can't say the name because the marketing they don't want me to shout it out yet because they don't want someone to steal the idea they don't want you to shout it out <laughs> yeah they don't want me to shout it out but um, this, this is a crazy story too this is a crazy story so um, it was supposed to be shooting this guy who has like a Dr. Phil type of TV show and so he's supposed to be it's a comedy so he's like supposed to be like filling on this girl's breast and whatever but like in a doctorly way <laughs> yeah um like you know explaining lumps it was a montage so we we had her fill on this girl and whatever kind of like in a perverted type of way so that his wife at home would be mad at him yeah and so when we were when we were planning out the shot uh the guy who helped us get the place to film he was like oh hey uh, I have some dildos if you want to use those. What? <laughs> <laughs> right? And at first, me me and my uh, co-director looked at each other, and we were like, wait, first of all, why do you have dildos? Secondly, are they used? And thirdly, <laughs> why would you even suggest that? But we actually ended up uh, using the dildos. He said he used to shoot. I don't know how he got them. He said something like it has to do with the porn industry or something like that. They weren't used. They were still in the boxes and whatever. He brought them over. They ended up working out because we used them for a erectile dysfunction gag we incorporated in the shoot. Okay, because that was my next question. I was like, okay, I mean, you didn't want the shits, but now you got them. It was like, you're using them. What was it for? But all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We used it for an erectile. Like he was like waving it around and he accidentally smacked himself in the face with it. It was just like, you know. We used it for comedic purposes. It was was just interesting to your point as far as they're asking for something. But I was saying I would never ask for something, but I am open to people suggesting, hey, I have this. You want to use it? And I'm like, okay, I'll find a way to incorporate it. But as far as asking, I would never because I felt I'm great. I'm planned. I have it planned out already. Yeah. Well, this wasn't planned out at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then, I mean... 
Man, I don't give a fuck, dog. I, I'll talk about this shit because I, I I said I wasn't originally going to talk about it to where, you know, I would be exposing some stuff about it, but I didn't uh, sign no NDAs or no contracts <laughs> or nothing like right, that. Right, right. And then now, um, I don't know. It was just the whole thing seemed shady to me. But me mm. being the person that I am, being like I'm not putting any money into this. I'm just the only thing I'm spending on this production is my time. Uh, so they didn't they didn't pay you? No, no. Yeah, see that there you go. That tells you oh. a little bit more, right? Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so like, I I didn't give a fuck, man. I was just like, it's an experience, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just something I could say that hey, I did this or I had a, a part in this or whatever. No, yeah, that's it's it's great. It's it's just fun. It, it is it is fun if you take advantage of the moment and don't let uh, and don't let it consume you and don't overly work at it. As far as when it feels like a job, because when it feels like a job, that's when I start asking for money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, just as I told you, I went in there. Hey, I want to be an extra, just dude in the background. And then oh. some kind of way I wind up being a second unit director. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So sh- sh- what? shit like that. That's crazy. That's dope, though. That's dope. Which, you know, not knowing shit about shit, so. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, man, this this industry is just so, it's it's just really weird. And it's just, uh, a lot of people don't know what they're doing. Like, I was just on a shoot yesterday, and I was helping a friend out who wanted to, I'm doing air quotes, if the audience can't see me, <laughs> direct. They wanted to direct. And I was brought on board as a guy who was just, giving him advice and um, moving stuff around. And I ended up directing the whole thing just like, just cause I mean, that's, that's my personality though. And he said, I on and he said, I'm on, I end up just taking over and just cause I suggest the best stuff. And I like tell the cameras where to go and I'm like, okay, all right, let's get this shot. Okay. Like, Set the aperture to this. And I'll just, I just end up taking over. I don't know how well, I do well, it. Shit, you would have been perfect for this thing because <laughs> It's just like he, he, I mean, the director's job should just be to direct. He shouldn't be worried about the ins and outs about like, you know, who's doing this or what's doing this. He just want to be, he should just show up. Hey, this division, this how we going to do it. No, no, no. (laughs) This (laughs) motherfucker, he had me working the Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Me down trying to hand out flyers, sell acting classes. Oh man! Damn. Was he a student picking up props? Nah, this is a, a grown ass man. <laughs> oh, interesting. Because a uh, student could get away with that. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> supposedly, uh, what? Almost thirty something years in the business or whatever. But what? It, supposedly. Oh man! Uh, look, if you want to look into the dude, just uh, get on IMDb Uh-oh. and uh, type in uh, "Who Lives Last." That's the name of the movie. Who lives? Oh, you're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm on it right now. What you What you mean? We in the 21st century, brother. <laughs> My thing is like, who approves these things? Like, oh, here we go. It's come out in 2017. It's a wow. That poster's all over the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that poster is all over the ending. Has words and quotes on it. Yeah. Wow, I'm my eyes hurt just looking at it. Um, his his name is Texas. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, 
huh interesting interesting yeah um <laughs> yes some people just don't get it and like when i'm talking about it to the industry and i'm not i'm not upping myself or downing anybody else i'm just saying there's a certain approach you have to have with your craft and some people just don't get it and they just do it just because they can which is okay but i would like people to have a certain approach with their craft just like in wrestling oh, take yeah. away to wrestling there's a certain approach you have to have when you're a wrestler rather than you want to wrestle because you watch The Rock growing up and you want to be famous like him. Well, I mean, that, I mean that's kind of what it is, though, man. <laughs> but, um, shit, it, it, it's like that until your ass getting them ropes and get clotheslined. And your ass is like, ah, my back. Oh, my neck my and back. my back. <laughs> this, ain't fun. <laughs> this ain't fun no more. It's not like how I, mean, I envisioned it. This is not what they show on TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, some some people get a uh, some people get in there and they have success fast, but it's about longevity. And I think the key to longevity is your approach and your mind state. And and when I say approach, I mean um, the respect to the craft, like. Um, you're constantly working at it. You're never never satisfied, and and I believe that's with anything. Like you could be a janitor, and be you could try to be the best damn janitor ever, and that will bring you longevity because it will show through in your work, and people will want to hire you, and you will never get fired. Yeah, it's master of the custodial arts. Yeah, <laughs> master of the custodial arts. <laughs> I could sweep the shit out of this floor, <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, that's that's where I feel. Yeah, but uh, like I, I just just dealing with this whole thing, I'm just sitting back and peeping everything from a distance, man. It's just that um, I was just noticing <laughs> shit that you know didn't seem right or whatever. Like he was pushing these acting classes; it was like fifty dollars um, for the classes and everything like that, and it guaranteed you speaking roles in the movie. In so, his movie, yeah, yeah, and that the movie <laughs> that we tried to do. <laughs> that we tried to do that. Not that we did, that we tried to do. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a trailer out. There's some um video being cut and spliced together. So mm. but like all right, check it out. He had a list. Like he, when this dude is in there by himself, left to his own devices, he is fucking scatterbrained. He is all over the goddamn place. He is uh-huh. now um, uh pick things up. Uh, why did I pick this up? I'm going to put this down. Where did I put that <laughs> thing that I just had in my hand? I, you know, it's shit like that. <laughs> oh, my God. So now um, he had this whole list of contacts of people that came in for auditions and all kind of shit like that. And he was like, he asked me and this other lady to, um, you know, call him up, see what the deal was. Like if they was coming back, or had, um, <laughs> make appointments and all kind of shit like that. So I'm calling. And um, it was a dude. He was a minor, I guess. So his mom answered the phone. And uh, I was like, hey, I'm looking for such and such. She's like, oh, he's not here right now. I was like, oh, yeah, well, I have him down on his um, contact list. I was just seeing if he came in for auditions or if he was interested in auditions, blah, 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 blah. She's like, oh, yeah, he already came in there. Um, the guy told him he had a part and um, everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I was like, okay, um, did he come by for any other acting classes or whatever? He's like, yeah, yeah, he came already. And... um. Um, I'm trying to get some of my money back. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, um, they say the classes were $50, but when I went there, I paid $50 at the front desk, and when I went in the back, I had to pay another $50. I was like, 
okay. <laughs> I was like, well, ma'am, I'm just making calls. I have nothing to do with that. You're going to have to speak to <laughs> the director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want, here's his address. You can come get your 50 for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like we had that's, people that's, cast in certain roles and everything. And then it came down to the day that we was going to actually be filming, which was, uh, what, the 30th, the day before Halloween, a Sunday. Mm. And... um. It's like, hey, man, we got a call on this list right here. We're going to go through and see if we can um, try to push these acting classes. So I brought my son out there with me. Little B-Roy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go ahead. So can, I, can, I, can I pause real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So he says, you take my acting classes and we'll hire you as an actor. Correct. Yeah, you got a guaranteed speaking role. So he's basically telling you, Pay me $50 and you get to be an actor instead of I pay you $50 to be an actor. Pretty much. It's reversed. (laughs) That's genius. Oh, my God. That's genius. (laughs) This man is a low-key genius. Yeah, because, I mean, he was asking for investors. I mean, any any movie does that, though. Yeah, yeah. um, I'm working with that myself. So, I mean, he had um, the people that invested. If they wanted to be in the movie, they was in the movie, too. Cause damn, they had dude that came, that um he he brought his own drone, so he was doing drone filming. Where he had the 4K camera on the drone and everything like that. Uh-huh. So that oh. made him an executive. It got him in the movie with his kids and shit, because hmm. he contributed something to the production. So I can understand stuff like that, but these $50, coming out of pocket. Yeah, but these fifty dollars for classes and like, all right, this is a movie. Uh, say you get. 20 motherfuckers come to the acting class. So you expect 20 motherfuckers to have speaking lines in this movie? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to make it. Yeah. They're each going to be like, look, watch out. That's three people right there. You know what I'm <laughs> so I'm just. Each man and, gets a syllable. That's, yeah. what, that's how we're going to do it. Yeah. So me, me in the back of my mind, it was just damn like a cash grab. dog. It's <laughs> like uh, everybody came. And then. Um, now that I think back on it, he did this the day before Halloween, the weekend of Halloween or whatever. So people going to already be ready. They're yeah, already going to have their costumes and all. <laughs> Motherfuckers are already going to be dressed like a zombie. So yep. he tried to play that. He was just like, mm. hey, um, this day we're going to be shooting. I'm going to damn make sure I'm looking for the best 50 zombies to show up. And mm. um, you, get so he, you get guaranteed camera time. You know, so, he won't, so he didn't have to pay for hair and makeup. That is genius! Oh my goodness! I mean, he had a, yeah, he had a couple of people there that was doing um hair and makeup and everything, but for the most part, people already came camera ready because that's what he asked for. Mmm, mm. that's crazy. Yeah, and nobody's seen the script yet. <laughs> what? All we had was sides, little you know the shit that you bring in for the audition to read off of. That's all we had. Nobody's seen the script. Uh-huh. I don't think it exists. He said it exists, <laughs> but hey. He's just randomly shooting. Okay, we're going to shoot the scene where... <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, what it was was um, this day of shooting was just to get, like, a whole bunch of the zombie stuff because he was banking on a whole bunch of motherfuckers to show up in zombie costumes and shit mm-hmm. already. So he's going to try to get the bulk of the zombie shots there that day. Damn, you you know a movie didn't have a script. It, this is a feature film that made like maybe millions and like millions of dollars. I think it made like uh, I don't want to I don't want to lie. How much did it make? 
I think it made like 50 to 60 million opening weekend, and it was a big blockbuster film. And the director openly said that he didn't have a script while shooting and that he was just winging it. And I could tell. Do you want to take a stab at it? It came out in oh no, when did it come out? It came out in oh nine. Oh nine? I think that's that's off the top of my head. Maybe maybe twenty ten oh nine around that time. And it damn. It didn't have a script. They were like they were deal. doing it as they went along. And it's a big deal movie. Big big deal. It has it's on. It's working on its fifth uh, installment right now. A movie? What fucking oh. uh, pirates? <laughs> No, not pirates. Star Wars. But you're, you're... <laughs> I said Star Wars. I'm dumb. Yeah, came out in '09. Oh, no, not Star Wars. It came out in '09. It's a big blockbuster film. And it's five. The movie, of them? It was. It was. They're working on their fifth one. There's four of them right now. Man, watch. You're gonna tell me, and I'm gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. But I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted here. Look, I'm tapping. <laughs> you tapping out. Yeah. I'll give you the director, Michael Bay. <laughs> Transformers? <laughs> yep, Transformers 2. <laughs> what happened was the screenwriters uh, went on a strike. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so he had to get up there and just start filming it, and they were piecing the story together in the editing room. Hey, shit happens, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but look, but that, that's cool, though. I mean, he had all that funding in the back end to get something like that done. This dude is just like... Uh, uh, help me! Oh, help, help me! <laughs> that's horrible. I mean, but me to me, that's okay if it's planned out properly and everybody knows your plan and it's it's uh concise and coherent and you know and you're able to sell and get everybody on board. He's yeah, like, I mean, this is my vision. This is what I want. This is the script. This is what I want you guys to help me execute. And if you guys help me, it would be beautiful. Yeah. And I, mean, I think people feel more for that. Because if he came out up front and be like, hey, I don't have shit. I just want to do this. <laughs> and but me, me personally, I can't speak for everybody else that was there. Because everybody else thought thinking they're gonna be fucking Tom Cruise or some shit like that. Me, <laughs> no. I, I seen this for what it was, and I just wanted to help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. for me, if he would have just came out front and not having me having to find out through different circum events and circumstances and shit. Damn, I still would have been cool with it. I still would have showed up every day. But, I mean, I, a lot of these people was under the impression of uh, this is going to be some big shit. I mean, they're going to have, like, fucking some big name motherfuckers there. There's going <laughs> to fucking, you know, like you see on TV. They thought it was going to be like that. And I was just like, sorry to bust your bubble, bro. <laughs> no lie, though, man. I'm sitting here looking at the poster, man. It looks like it was made in Microsoft Word. I'm not going to lie. It probably was because dude didn't even have... <laughs> Uh, motherfucking uh, office. <laughs> he had some shit called Apache <laughs> that's free on the internet that you can download like Audacity or some shit or OBS like free programs. Damn. That's cold. That's cold. This motherfucker started a Facebook page for the oh movie which you can look up that he didn't even know if he had the fucking rights to or whatever. You just know it was there. <laughs> Wait, what's it called? What lives? What? Who lives last? Who, who lives last? Okay, gotcha. yeah. I gotta. I have to remember to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see what you did there. I like that. <laughs> yeah, but right. um, th- like if you go to the um the Facebook page, there's a trailer out there. 
or whatever for it. I'm scared to look at the trailer because oh, uh, you as a- look. I mean, just the brief interactions that I had with you talking to you on the last time we did the podcast, listening to you on the Wrestling Junkies, talking with you here now. When you see this thing. <laughs> You gonna like your headphones is gonna blow right the fuck off your, <laughs> the top of your head, dog. You are gonna be like, whoa! <laughs> I've heard my uh, professor say this to a student one time. He was ruthless. He said, like, because we had to showcase our films. He said mine was okay. I was, you know, wet behind the ears a little bit still, so I didn't have an understanding. But he literally told the student that when he watched his short film or whatever he did, that he felt like the student literally defecated in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's shitting that man's face. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the face, in the eyes. Like the well, direct that's a part eye. of his face, damn it. <laughs> the, 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 the no, no, he said with with, with the precision, precision of a sniper, oh, like, you got me in the eyeballs. On the pupil. <laughs> on, the, on the pupil, on the eyeballs. You missed my eyelashes, you missed the eyebrows, you missed everything around the eyes. You got me straight in the eyes. I'm about to, I'm about to look at this. I'm about to look at this oh, trailer. Oh, oh shit. Oh, okay. There you go. It's warning. Oh, pretense, futuristic zombie movie. So there you go. Oh, okay. Um I just got a notification when I was when I was in um uh, when I was in film school. I was on my downtime. I'm a huge anime guy. Like I'm a huge anime buff. Well, was a huge anime buff. I haven't really been keeping up with it lately. I kind of fell off. Eat cake but, anime. Huh? Eat cake anime. <laughs> yeah, I basically fell off. So I was in love with this anime called High School of the Dead. I've heard of it. I've never seen it, though. It is really, it is the best zombie anime I've ever seen of all time. And I've just recently watched this um, anime. Well, when I say recently, maybe like three or four months ago. This anime made by the Attack on Titan guys. Oh yeah, that's a good little uh, series. Cabinary, something like that. With that the a wall. I've I finished it, and that one was about anime. That I mean, one was about anime. That one was about zombies. <laughs> of course, it was about anime. That one was about zombies, and it was kind of like I don't know if you've seen this film called Snow Snow Pierce Snow Piercer. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, the yeah. train shit. The train, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so it's like zombies. And it's like if you were to take that concept of Snowpiercer, but not like with the with the different classes on the train, but like people in the train moving from place to place to escape the zombies. That's what it was kind of like. Okay. And then whenever they go to town, somehow it'll get overrun by zombies and then they'll jump in the train and go to another town. And then the same thing will happen over and over again. <laughs> but it was a good plot. I saw that and and High School of the Dead is better than that and a lot of people love that but i love high school of the dead so what i did was i took high school of the dead and i edited it to a uh one of my favorite bands i I listen to all types of music so i was listening to like this kind of like post-hardcore metal music back then and these guys made an ep based off of zombies right so i took their ep and pieced it with the anime and it was beautiful <laughs> and I, I did like I was gonna do like three or four episodes of it, but I only got into two, and I didn't finish the ending of the second one. But I just got an alert from I made this thing like four, five years ago. I just got an alert from somebody telling me how much it it rocked and whatever, and I was like, oh, I forgot this even existed. <laughs> that, was, seems, that seems to be the theme. <laughs> <laughs> I was sending it to you. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Like I spit like 
a solid week on it. Like I'm talking like hours on it. Like whenever I go to school, I would sit in the library and just edit the shit out of this thing. <laughs> and it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. That, but, uh, that seemed to be the theme with you, man. Because I remember last time you was over here, um, <laughs> I think uh, John was talking about the damn uh, the orange juice video. He was like, oh, man, I can't find that shit, dog. And then they found it, and he was like, oh, I remember this now. (laughs) (laughs) Yup, yup. I was like, first step, yeah, man, I'm just uncovering these gems, man. It's it's crazy. Some I'm proud of, some I'm not too proud of. Well, most I'm not too proud of, some I am proud of, but... uh... Well, I mean, it's you got to keep yeah. those things around so you can be like, I know not to do this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know not to do this anymore. Oh, man, it was it was great. It was amazing. Um, Are you a big baseball fan? No. Oh, okay. No. Huh? Neither am I. But <laughs> for those of you baseball fans out there and those of you who are aware of the Padres, I just shot a music video at the house of the late, great Tony Gwynn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Famous uh, baseball player. Apparently he was. Um, I'm sorry if I'm offending you guys, because if someone was like, "Oh, I was at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's house," I would be like, "What? Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> I'm a huge Laker fan, huge basketball fan. So anyway, um, yeah, was, his wife wants to get into the industry, and a really good friend of mine is producing her music. So he reached out to me and my company to shoot a music video, and on my Instagram, I have videos of our camera setup and drones that we use and stuff like that little kids dancing and stuff it's pretty cool yeah, i've seen that yeah yeah so i was there that was his little personal basketball court he had so we went out there and we were shooting so it was pretty fun <laughs> it was a pretty eventful weekend i had on a whim it was it was crazy so i mean um, we talk about what you're doing now what what got you to this point what made you see uh, you did you see a movie or did you pick up a piece of equipment and be like, hey, this is the shit I want to do. It's it's funny. I'm okay, my parents are okay, I I gotta give you the back. I gotta give you my backstory. Well, no shit. This is what this is for. This is why you're here. <laughs> okay, Sir John Lee and I grew up in this conservative denomination branch of Christianity. It's it's very, very conservative. Um I don't know if you're Baptist or Protestant or whatever. Baptist. Yeah, uh, you guys are very lenient when it comes to your Sundays as far as you go to church, you leave, and you do whatever the hell you want. Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, yeah, I mean, you can well, go Well, shit, see I mean, movie. if you want to call that lenient, you know, I show up <laughs> goddamn 8 o'clock in the morning for Sunday school, then roll into service at 11, then I don't get out that bitch till like 5 because the pastor up in there, hallelujah, and all that shit. <laughs> see, that's, that's, see, that's where you're complaining with me. I grew up with this religion called Seventh-day Adventism, where we follow, uh, we believe in the Ten Commandments, all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, because right. I know you guys believe that. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I have friends who are Baptists or whatever. You guys believe that when Jesus died, the uh, what commandment was that? The one the seven days of Sabbath that got nailed to the cross with him or something like that. Sure. <laughs> the, yeah. That's what, and and then Jesus rose. You guys were on the day he rose. We believe that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. uh, people listen to the podcast. We're going to get into some uh, religious type of things. Hey man, there's um, all kinds of people that <clears throat> listen to all kinds of things. They can listen to this we, too. <laughs> we we are probably a step of 
above as far as leniency, maybe a half step above uh, Jewish customs as far as what they believe in. Mm-hmm. As far as we we share the same beliefs, we share the same diet, except they're very, very extreme. We aren't as extreme. Um, we worship on Saturday, which is the Sabbath for us. Yeah, I heard and that, that is sun, sundown. No, yeah, sundown to sundown. So as soon as the sun sets Friday night, it's the Sabbath, and we can't do nothing that's worldly. Whatever. Except Friday night. That means no way. I, we can't watch TV. If we watch TV, we can't watch anything that doesn't have anything to do with God. No sports, no movies, no nothing. It all has to be God. Like, we can watch documentaries about nature and stuff like that, but we can't. We wake up. We go to Sabbath school, what we call it. We go to church. After church, we have to hang out with uh People in our denomination just talk about God or hang out, talk about God. We can't do anything. We can't play video games. We can't do nothing until that sun sets. And it is, yeah, it was it was madness, bro. So all this to say, um, I mean, I can, and so as Johnny and I grew up, um, Sir John Lee and I grew up in that and whatever. Um, and um, my parents were... My parents were, you know, they were they were liberal with it. They were they were kind of chill about it. They would kind of let us play board games and stuff like that. They're kind of loose with it. They weren't really strict. And so, uh, my church they did this annual thing where they would take kids to Africa. What? Yeah, right. <laughs> like a whole nother country, Africa. Yeah, a whole nother country, Africa. I had to get my passport. I I almost didn't make it there, and that's another story. And all this is leading up to why I fell in love with them. All right. So, um, I almost didn't make it there because uh, at the post office you need to submit your stuff in yeah. by a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and it takes like a couple weeks or three or four or like a month, maybe yeah. I don't know. About that long. About that long. I was coming up on I had to go to Africa in like two weeks. And oh, so shit. I sent Yeah, I sent my stuff in. My stuff got lost in the post office. Yes. So then I had to go to this this government agency. They got it done in like a couple of days. And they told me, Oh, you got lucky that they lost your stuff. And I'm like, well, how did I get lucky? And they're like, Yeah, if they sent your stuff out, there's nothing we can do about it. They you have to wait for your passport to get back. So anyway, so what happened was we are I get to the airport. Like, I mean, and it's a mission trip. I'm not like, we're not going to go stay in huts and stuff like that. You know, we're yeah. going to like, you know, the 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 poorer parts of Africa, but there's still nice parts around. So we stayed yeah. in a hotel and then we would go to the poorer parts of Africa. Yeah. And, well, poor. Let me stop saying Africa. I'm so generalized. We went to the United States and we stayed in the United States. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we stayed in Kenya. We stayed in Kenya. We went to Kenya. And so it was. it's a pretty dope spot. Was everybody so I, running really fast? <laughs> they had cars. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> I mean, like, no Kenyans run fast. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have to because they had cars. Oh, okay, well, those didn't run that fast. <laughs> no, just no. They did. They did. They had a man. This was like ten years ago, so I'm, I'm have to really sit and dig and remember, you know, my experience. But it was fun. It was fun. Okay, so we're about to board the plane and whatever. The guy in charge, he had his uh. He had a nice camera. It was a Sony something, but it was like a studio camera. And so he, I didn't have that much luggage, so everybody was getting on. He asked me to hold it. And as soon as I touched it, I saw my life flash. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Oh! oh. (laughs) No, but uh, (laughs) 
I need to do this for the rest of my life. No, I'm just uh, possessed you. <laughs> so yeah, right. I got possessed by the Sony gods. So anyway, um, so the mission trip. Um, he told me to hold it right, and so I grabbed it. Oh no, no, he asked me to bring it on as my carry on. So I did. I, I. That's not where it began though. I held it. I brought it on as a carry on, and then when we. Uh, it was a 12-hour flight to London. We stopped off in London, stayed there for a couple of hours, and it was a 12-flight down to Kenya. And so basically I spent 24 hours in the air. No, that's a lie. I'm sorry. Eight hours to London. No, no. It's 12 hours to London and eight hours to Kenya. Yeah. I'm close know. to 24 hours. Yeah, it was close to hey, 24 hours. I've been there on many deployments, just nonstop, <laughs> yeah. just, just like in the air like, Lord, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in this tight. I'm in this tiny box cube for like then half they, a day. They had the nerve to have my long legged ass in the middle seat. Oh, I got lucky because on the way back I got an exit row seat. So okay, yeah, I had long. I'm like six three, so I'm pretty. I'm pretty yeah, tall. you, yeah, you taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my legs was like ooh. So anyway, um, yeah, man. So we land uh, in Kenya. Oh, even we landed in London, London, so I take it off, and I'm like holding on to it. I'm watching it. He didn't ask me to. I'm just watching it out of the kindness of my heart. And then I take it on as a carry-on to Kenya, and then I'm holding on to it. We land. I take it with me to my room. I'm holding on to it, and I'm playing with it a little bit. Like, I, he never asked for it, so I'm just playing with it a little bit, checking out the settings, and then I learned. I mean, I was, I was learning about all this stuff, ISO, apertures, f-stops. Even like adjusting the ND filter when you're like indoors, it lets in light and whatever. And I was just like, wow, this is dope. This is cool. This is cool. And so he still doesn't ask for it back. <laughs> and so we go there. I bring the camera back with me. I just have it. And so I start, uh, I, you know, just naturally I have it. So I just bring it out and I just start I'll filming take everything. Of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just <laughs> filming everything. Like, he still doesn't ask for it back. And he doesn't ask me to do anything because I have the camera. I'm filming. I'm literally, like, the documentary guy walking around filming it. They didn't ask me to do anything. Everybody, um, <laughs> yeah, like, even that that Sabbath is what we call it. Everybody has sermons except for me. Like, everybody had a little sermon yet or whatever. Yeah, I didn't get one because I operated the camera. Like, that was my job for um those four weeks three or four weeks we were down there for i handled the camera he didn't ask me to do it he nothing i just handled the camera like and i could easily pass it on to a friend of mine be like here i'm tired of holding this you hold it but i just i don't know i just had this connection with it and i started developing an eye for it and just a and i don't know i just started filming like just natural life that was going on people washing their clothes in the river and just stuff like that i was like filming all that stuff without being asked to i don't have the footage nor do i think he kept it i don't know but i but would look, like i found it I, right here <laughs> yeah oh wait here it goes but and then so i i did that and you know everybody everybody um when they go there and they come back they're like yeah man i fed the i fed the needy I, I gave him clothes, whatever. I, you know, I gave away clothes. I, I preached a sermon. I met with the kids. I, we had fun. We learned the African tradition. I came back like I filmed everybody doing that. <laughs> so, 
So, but I mean, it was it was amazing because uh, when I came back and I told my parents, I was like, "Yo, I I want to become a filmmaker," and they're like, "What?" That was how are you gonna go to Africa and come back thinking you want to be a filmmaker? And I was like, "Yeah, I just filmed the whole time," and so that's that's where my love for film came from. Word. I was like 16 years old. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of gave away my age there. If you guys listened earlier, Ooh. I did the. How long ago it was? About <laughs> 16. So add how long ago it was to now. You'll know how old I am. Hey, man, we ain't here to do no goddamn math. Get out of here with so, that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, I don't know if it was an act of God or whatever, because it was a religious trip. Mm-hmm. So whatever. I mean, I, I am sort of religious. I believe in God, but, you know, I'm not really like, oh, my God, you need to pray every day. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it's yeah. I'm pretty chill about it. I'm pretty chill about my religion. Yeah, I mean, I got into I it a little bit, not to the extent that you did or whatever. Like you <laughs> freaking got a business yeah. off of it, and you're doing it like <laughs> damn near full time. It's you didn't just get like, hit in the head with a cramp camera and get a vision about how nah. you need to do this thing. No, nah, I was just like huh? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, happened when I grabbed a boob for the first time. I was like. Oh. <laughs> I need to play with these all the time. <laughs> but um, I used to always like to take pictures or whatever. Not so much take pictures of myself, but just like different things and everything like that. I always wanted to, because like I thought it was stupid at some points to pay somebody to do something that I could do myself. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, later on, I, I just got on Amazon and I just like, boop, boop. Cowboy Studios got me a fucking lights, goddamn backdrops. You know, mm. I already had the camera and everything. And then they talking about let's go take some family portraits. Nah, I'll do this shit in the garage. I got all this <laughs> stuff right here, and I only paid four hundred dollars. Let's do it right here. I got to put the timer on. Nobody blink for two seconds. Yeah. Nah, man, I got the clicker. Wow. <laughs> 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 and what sucks about that sometimes you forget that you're holding the shit in your hand. So when you're taking pictures, you see yourself holding it you know what i'm saying <laughs> like pointing it at the oh. camera <laughs> like damn it's like fuck but yeah man like a- you you talk about aperture and um freaking white balance and all kind of stuff white like that. balance these yeah. are things that i know of but can i yeah. do it properly no not so much <laughs> i mean to me i don't believe in doing it properly mm-hmm. there is no such thing as properly only if it's according to your theme and what you want to do. If your picture comes out dark as hell, maybe you did that on purpose and you're trying to send a message that way. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't believe if your if your picture's overexposed, maybe that's the way your message is trying to look. Like, I don't know. I don't believe there's a right or wrong way to do things. Well, I'm sorry. There is a right way. There is a right or wrong way to do things as long as they are in whatever realm or um uh whatever theme you're trying to do it in that's yeah. what i'm saying okay so that that's what i'm saying i yeah. got you i figured it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so, yeah. i don't know because like um photoshop like i was into that for like the longest time or whatever <laughs> i think i went on a deployment i was fortunate enough to have like a bootleg copy on one of the government computers oh nice. so damn I would get on this uh, forum. It was called Official PSDs. Um, I think it's still around. And it would just be a community or whatever. People that do Photoshop, they would cut uh, J- uh, JPEGs out and um, 
PGN, PNG files mm-hmm. and, you know, just post them on the website for other people to use in their projects or whatever. So a lot of people would go there to get like pictures of money and girls and cars and all kinds of stuff to like to do mixtape covers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And through that community, you know, I would go in there and I would get some tricks and tips on like how to do certain things or whatever or um, what they would do to keep people active or, you know, people engaged in the community. They would do like these little um, projects or contests or whatever. They were like, here, we're going to give you this image and then you have to build a theme around it. Like the theme will be, I don't know, October or some shit. I don't know. So they'll give you a picture of a goddamn cow and you got to make it October themed or some shit like that. I know that's not what we did, but I'm just making shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's yeah, stuff like that, you know, that's real. <laughs> so damn, that's how I would try to, I would try to do these things and um, get better at it. And, you know, I had the, the feedback in the forum. So like I would post the stuff that I did and people be like, Oh yeah, you need to work on this thing here. I was like, well, how the fuck you do that? I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> just, oh, you do it like this, this, this. Oh, that's how you do it or whatever. But um, just like how you're saying with the aperture and exposure, I believe you can do anything as long as you master the basics. That's okay. I agree. I understand. Yeah, like, there's no nothing, rules before you break them. Yeah, yeah that's, there's that's a, nothing that you can't create with your mind if you if you um damn in Photoshop. I mean, mm-hmm. as long as you mastered the basics. You're right. You know how to, yeah. Um, control the contrast and the brightness. If you know how to daggone draw with the um, different brushes, you know how to control the layers and all kind of things like that. The paintbrush, the gradients. If you can master all those tools, there's no limit to what you can make in Photoshop. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I would see these people make these damn mixtape covers and all kind of shit. I was like, that looks like shit. <laughs> and then like the hardest thing for me to do is like I can make the imagery and everything I can kind of uh-huh. make what I want but my, the hardest thing for me in Photoshop was the fucking font the damn text I can never get the text right cause like I can make a fly ass picture or whatever it'd be like tight as fuck but I go to put like the titles on there the, the text and then like it look whack as hell and I'm like fuck your text I just put the picture like, up there I was like if y'all wanna put text on it y'all put text on it it's my damn picture. <laughs> but it's, Man, that's yeah. So what do you what do you think of the Who Lives Last um poster? Dog, it was just like you. Cause like when you, <laughs> I can see it in your face. It's just like mm. <laughs> yeah, oh. Who did this? Whose man's is this? I don't know, because I mean <laughs> the place where he took the shit to get printed out at should have damn said something. <laughs> yeah, like, it should have said something. It's like, dude, what what is this? But I mean, I've been there though, where it's just like, you know what? They paid me, so I'm just giving what they want. Exactly. Because I mean, I, yeah, I, I just did a video with the dumbest concept ever. I'm not gonna say it because it's probably out, and you know, I don't want you guys to look it up. <laughs> but um, I did a video and I hated it. So what I did was I just didn't put my name on it, but I got the money for it. So <laughs> hey, yeah, you fund something better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I mean, you got, you got, you got, you paid me. You didn't ask. Then they were like, "Yeah, man, you should put your name on it." And I was like, uh, "You know what? I don't want to take the attention away from you, so I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna let you have this one." How about that? And I'm, I'm not about to sit here and lie to you or anybody else and tell you <laughs> that I'm like the best Photoshopper in the motherfucking world because I know I'm not. I'm still trying to figure things out as far as um, you know, how to put stuff together. And there's a lot of times to where 
I, I put hours, days into like a piece and I was like, man, this shit is fire, dog. This shit is awesome. And then I put it up there for somebody else to see and they start picking that shit apart. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> fuck you, dog. <laughs> That's real. But That's I real. mean, I mean, I don't do it for anybody or whatever. Cause like there was points in time to like people will come to me and be like, Hey dog, you can do this, 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 and this. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it, but it wasn't like I was trying to charge him or anything like that because it was pretty much just a test for me. It was trying to, mm-hmm. you know, see how I can create this thing that they want, you know, put it my own spin on it and make it as close to what they envisioned to it as possible. But sometimes it'll just be a rough draft. I'll be like, all right, this guy, I want him sitting on a fucking car. And damn, I'll just cut the, his image out and I just pick a random car and I just slap it on there. No resolution, you know, no shade, no none of that stuff. And um, mm. they'll be like, "Oh, dog, that's fire! That's exactly what I wanted." I was like, "What?" <laughs> but but it's I didn't. Like, oh. But I didn't even do the things to it or whatever. <laughs> they'd be like, "No, no, that's cool, right there. This, that's I'll take it." I was like, "Like, boom!" Like, just like you said, I, I usually, usually I would put my little logos in the corner or whatever. I'd be like, "No, uh-huh. erase." <laughs> you like, yeah, I'm gonna just take this off. Like, this isn't even my final form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going to try to get back into it, man. Because, I mean, I can remember doing these things and trying to figure out how to make stuff. And fucking had fun doing it. I just got away from it, man. Because, I mean, I got the ADD, dude. Because, like, <laughs> podcasting, this is what we're doing right now. Uh-huh. This is probably the most longest consecutive thing I have done in a long time. <laughs> Like, you know, because usually I'll be like, ooh, this is interesting. Let me, let me, uh, what is this? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't even want to do this anymore. I'm doing something else or whatever, but with the podcasting, like, you know, meeting people like you and freaking John uh, Lee and just uh-huh. other podcasters, man, it's, it's fucking fun. Yeah. I I can't wait till you do uh, Sir John Lee's podcast. He's been doing a lot lately. And now. I've seen it. Yeah, he's been doing a lot. Motherfucking uh, recording. Uh, having yep. meetings, getting married, yep, getting married, yep. All kind of shit. Wait. We um um shout out now. Th- I will shout this out, and I want you listeners to go check their uh, YouTube channel out. PC Noobs uh, YouTube Gaming Channel. I said I said I'm a gamer, anime watcher. I'm a huge sports fanatic or whatever. PC Noobs Gaming Channel. We did a crossover episode with them. I'm skeptical about uh. uh how it's going to turn out on our podcast, but we did a crossover episode where we played WW2K17 with oh, PC man. Noobs. They don't, well, one of them doesn't know anything about wrestling, yeah. and, but they're all gamers, and, well, two of them, and we do, but we don't play as many games as they do, so yeah. it was just interesting to see our dynamic and us playing yeah, it together. Yeah, like diehard so, wrestling fans, but not so much into the games like they are, and they're yeah. diehard gaming fans, but they're not so much into the wrestling. It's wrestling like how we are, so it was a great it was a great crossover type of thing. None of us knew the controls except for Sir John Lee, of so uh, he, was, he was teaching us how to play as we were playing. See, and that's how you win. You'd be like, you just run across and clothesline the motherfucker and be like, how'd you do that? Now, yeah, you do it like this and you do it you again. Do it like, yeah, do it again. <laughs> um, I will say PC Noobs got us uh, uh, two to one. No, wait. Yeah, two to one. We won the first We won the first game and they won the last two. Both were uh, PC Noobs 
Jeff pinned me for the win. I didn't know how to kick out. <laughs> so that's how they got us. Yeah, man. That, that <laughs> I, mean, I knew how to kick out. I just couldn't get the timing right. That's all. Yeah. The, I know they got that. And then um, I hate the submission system, man. It, it fucked me up every yeah. time. As soon as a motherfucker <laughs> put a submission on, it's like, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, ta- wait, what do you what do you mean? I was supposed to go out in a circle. Yeah, because so, they got no, no, no. They got two different oh. ones. Because you can pick the circle one to where you can like chase to get the submission. And then they got the button mash one. And damn, by the time you get like you press X X X X X, then it changed the B. Like, oh, B B B B. Then you oh, press B, the wrong yeah. button, then like you do tapping out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, oh, the ladder match. Uh, we did. Oh, we did four matches. Uh, we, but it was a fatal four way ladder match. And so. Uh, what, what what was it on Xbox One or it was PS4 PS4, PS4? oh shit well I'm sorry we're <laughs> gonna have to make a game night but I got that on uh, Xbox One Uh yeah all of us has PS4s boo <laughs> boo nah man everybody has a PS4 that I know you're the only well, I I got PS4. one I just don't have that game on there man I'm just saying like even if you even if we were to try to link up and play a game you. You're the only person I know. Like all my friends will have PS4s, Ooh. all of them. Either that, or I subconsciously do not friends who have Xbox Ones or befriend people with personalities that will purchase an Xbox One. I don't know. Well, I got both, so I mean, <laughs> I'm like bipolar, I guess. <laughs> well, you have PS4? Yeah, I got both. Oh, well, yeah, I just go. don't right, have the cool game again. on it. We're cool again. All right. Well, hey, I can add you, and we could play something. I play. Um, right now, I only have time for three games. Um, Destiny, okay, uh, Rocket League, okay. and NBA 2K17. All right, well, that's your three? Yeah. So, I have Rocket League, but I don't play it. Uh, I am a beast at Rocket League, by the way. You probably are. You, you, you're <laughs> probably the beast incarnate compared to me. I'm like uh, the baby that just I'll, was born. <laughs> I, I, like a Bambi. We call those Bambies. Yes. All right, uh, <laughs> Destiny, I don't play. Uh 2K17, I got that. Oh, and I could probably take you it. down. <laughs> you got oh okay. I got that. I, matter of fact, hold on. We gonna we gonna type it type right quick. <laughs> <laughs> but um I um I I don't really play play now. I mean I'm pretty good at it, but I play with my my player. Yeah. I have a ninety five athletic finisher. Center. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I play that game, I mean I play I play it um for the GM mode, that's what that's what <laughs> I love that. I, I do. But okay, what's your favorite team? Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's man. I wish I was video recording this. You, I was like, yeah. He was like, what? <laughs> like I don't. You, like you don't know. <laughs> you really like the Pelicans? Yeah. I mean, see, now with me, I represent where I am from. Or I am from Louisiana, so like, all Louisiana teams are my team. I feel, no, I hundred percent. I'm behind that. I'm just saying. First of all, your franchise your franchise player is actually legit. He's a yes. once in a generation yes, franchise player. A motherfucker and, that and, grew over a summer. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like I I was following Anthony Davis when he was in Kentucky when he joined the Olympics. I was like this guy is going to be something like legit. Now, there's three things I have a problem with the Pelicans for. One, he has his fingers up and he's counting them out. Okay. One, you guys have no future. all right that's fair i'll give you that (laughs) i'm a huge buddy healed fan huge buddy you guys drafted like my one of my favorite college players i was a huge ben simmons and buddy healed fan 
I even follow Chris Dunn a little bit, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Jamal Murray, he's okay. I'm, I don't really like Duke or Kentucky guys because that's just like low-hanging fruit to me. Like I like going for the gyms who are balling out of control. Mm-hmm. Buddy Hill bought out of control, and you guys are lucky you guys drafted Buddy Hill because he's about to be some in the future. But the reason why I say you guys don't have no future is because, number two, management. <laughs> you guys do not take care of your players. No one wants to go to New Orleans because of your management, and no one will want to stay there because of your management. Look at the Saints. So, yeah, so you guys are going to lose Buddy Hield and Anthony Davis when their contracts are up if they don't sign the extension. Oh, I think what I think Davis like resigned not too long ago. I think he did, but he's going to realize gonna like in you guys you guys have that long to prove to him you can build around him. You could bring in some pieces to help him get into the playoffs at least. Cuz right now he should be fighting for the 8th seed. He was 8th seed Two years ago. You guys were HC two years ago and you got swept by the Warriors and they won the championship. Mm-hmm. But now you guys, yeah, it's it's not looking too good for you guys. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the number one thing that you guys have to worry about is just marketing. You guys need to market yourselves. You need more commercials for Anthony Davis. He had he had his little brow commercials, but not, nothing came of it. You guys need to be put on the map. You guys need to it's it. And when I say marketing, you guys need to just be a brand. Like you got someone needs to talk trash to another team to make a rivalry. You guys don't have any rivals. Who's your rivals? Ex- exactly. Like at least when we suck, people still win and watch the Lakers usually, versus Celtic um, games. It's usually the Hawks. Uh, but you guys need to. You guys need to capitalize on that. But that's, but that's that. only because uh, we got beef with um the Falcons, the Saints and the Falcons. That's uh, okay, you know that's okay. the only reason is uh the Hawks. You know, the so. Hawks. Okay, okay. But talk trash, bash Atlanta, say something. We came out and said um back Kobe Kobe um went to dinner with Rondo like a couple years ago or a year ago before he left when he was still Celtic. And then we had people coming up saying, I would have never had dinner with a Celtic. We hate the Celtics. <laughs> Some people still love that rivalry. People love us. You know, like that's how that's how OKC is still relevant because they're beefing with Warriors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of Durant ass. <laughs> yeah, Durant ass. Like you guys have the same star power as a Westbrook and Anthony Davis, but you guys aren't getting the same coverage. Yeah. And what, what sucks, I mean, it's, it's not just – New Orleans. I mean, well, it is. It is New Orleans. It's not yeah. just the Pelicans. It's like that with the fucking Saints too. <laughs> we got damn Drew Brees. I hope to God he never go away. I hope he retire in New Orleans. Oh no, he seems like he's on his way out, bro. But look, dude, we have this quarterback <laughs> that every season breaks buku records, all kinds yeah. of shit. But we still True. fucking losing. <laughs> and I don't understand it. <laughs> it's your defense. Your defense is trash. And, dog, anytime we get any freaking viable players on the team, fucking Ing- uh, Ingram and all those other guys that we had, they fucking trade them off somewhere. <laughs> and then we <laughs> back to square one trying to rebuild the goddamn team again. <laughs> that sounds like the Velikins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys should have kept Ryan Anderson. He relieved he relieved uh Anthony Davis. If well yeah. Anthony Davis was hurt. But if you guys will still have Ryan Anderson, he could stretch the paint for Anthony Davis and be and Anthony Davis wouldn't have to worry about Omar Sheik's man coming over and double teaming him or Yeah, see, I mean on the crap out of him. I think it's just New Orleans, man. It's just like <laughs> New Orleans is the place. Because I believe if that team 
anywhere if they had another place in Louisiana that can sustain, you know, major franchises like that, it would probably be well better off than it is in New Orleans. Because New Orleans, I mean, they've been through a lot of shit, man. My city then well, it's not my city. I I'm not from there, but it's my state, so it is my city. I mean, yeah, that wait, shit wait, wait, underwater <laughs> and pop back <laughs> up. And wait, wait, it, how how far away from New Orleans are you? Uh, about three hours. Uh, I mean, okay. To me, Texas and California and Florida are the only places that have three that have like three or more major metro metropolitan uh, metropolitan metropolitan thank you not to be confused Met- with cosmopolitan <laughs> thank you metropolitan areas that can sustain uh professional sp- sporting franchises so with that being said new orleans minnesota you know all you guys uh illinois all, alabama and uh, georgia no matter where you are, you can root for that major franchise, especially if you only have one in there. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like you have a pass to root for New Orleans, even though you're seven, I mean, three hours away from the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. As for me, I do, I, I do not allow. Rock. Oh, that's a team over there. <laughs> yeah, I do not allow people from Sacramento to root for the Lakers, nor do I root for the Warriors who are eight hours away from me. Yeah. I don't root for the Chargers, who are two hours away from me, because I'm a Rams fan. Because they came to L.A. Oh, now I, you're a Rams fan because it came. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a Rams fan because they came. Well, to I would LA. be the same way if a team came to uh, Louisiana or whatever. I'd be like, all right, that's my team now. So. That's my yeah, and we suck, and I'm still rolling with them, even though we should start playing Jared Goff now, not Case Keenum, because Case Keenum is mediocre at best, and he will not make us a playoff team. Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> yes sorry case keenum you're great but you're too short you can't see over the offensive line <laughs> <laughs> well you hit that damn power button you jump up and <laughs> <laughs> no and he's he's like he's inconsistent oh anyway okay anyway yeah. so yeah so you people you guys get a, get a pass for doing that but people with multiple franchises i don't want you in orlando Rooting for the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need you. to go for the Magic. Go for your home team. Yeah. Now, over here, it's tricky. I'm talking strictly basketball right now. It's tricky because we have the Los Angeles Clippers and the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people jump ship to the Clippers and are now jumping ship back over to the Lakers because yeah. the Clippers hit a ceiling. Yeah. And they're not going to go anywhere from there. They haven't even made it out the second round, even with their the squad that they have now. And we're looking young and promising, having just beat the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns, and we're on a three-game winning streak. We got Luke Walton as our coach. He's putting in a good system. It's looking The future's looking bright for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So people are jumping back over. I do not allow those people into my Lakers. Yeah. I, I, I would <laughs> hate that shit, because like, when the Saints won the Super Bowl, 2009, yeah. damn, I lived in... Louisiana all my life until I joined the freaking military. Mm-hmm. Damn, I mean, there was a point in time when the Cowboys were on top since we were that close to Texas or whatever. Everybody was diehard Cowboys fans. And I'm just sitting mm-hmm. there like, but we have a team. I mean, why, why is nobody going for the Saints? <laughs> Which they sucked, like, worse <laughs> than they do now. But, 
I'm I'm like I would always like well I mean I live here so I'll cheer for the Saints even when I didn't even know too much about football or sports just in general mm. I mean I was like, um, and I'm just getting into football too I was like yeah. I go yeah, ahead I was just like I live here so this is my team regardless of the fact so <clears throat> 2008 2009 season come on we damn near undefeated whipping everybody ass and everything <laughs> and shit and then. We win the motherfucking Super Bowl and all these people that I've known all my life from childhood through adulthood that was like, the Cowboys this, the Cowboys this, the Cowboys this, and all kind of shit. Motherfucking Saints win the Super Bowl and they're like, oh, that's our team, baby. Oh, we did it. We, and I said, like, bitch, Who we that? didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like, no. Where were you? <laughs> dog, I got a, I got heated on Facebook one time behind that shit and I don't get mad about nothing. I was like, no, no, this is not your team. Look, I'm pulling up old posts and shit. I was like, see, here, you was talking about the Cowboys was going to whip motherfuckers' ass and this shit. And now here you are, this date, talking about motherfucking Saints. I was like, no, this don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that. You pick a team and you stick with it. Like, okay, my friend, he, um, my friend, I don't think he's, he's going to hear this. Maybe he will. You never know. My book, this might be the episode that blows you up and you get like a million views. And oh, you, you make. just tell him. <laughs> I did. T- I told him no. I told him. I told him. But I'm. I'm bragging. I keep. I keep bringing it up every time. He is a. He's a player person. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling him, pick a team. Players will let you down. I see what pick you're saying. Pick a yeah, team. Yeah. Pick a team. Pick a team. So he's a huge Kevin Durant fan. Mm. And he was going against the Warriors all year last year. <laughs> He was like, Kevin Durant's going to beat the Warriors. We're going to beat them. They they were up 3-1 against the Warriors. I was like, it's the Warriors, dog. Yeah, it's the, I, I mean, I, was, I, was, I wasn't I was rooting for the Warriors, but I was like, man, they're going to win again. They're going to win again. I mean, I was still a Lakers fan. I was a Lakers fan. We, we were sucking these past couple years. I'm a huge Kobe fan, but I wanted him to leave mm-hmm. two years ago because I wanted us to move on, get a new chapter. He wasn't looking too good. Yeah. But anyway. So he was like, "Yeah, huge Kevin Durant fan. We went to a we went to a OKC Clipper game last year, and I was rooting for OKC because I hate the Clippers more than I hate <laughs> <laughs> OKC or anything. I hate the Clippers and Celtics the most. Like, I if if the Clippers and Celtics were playing, and I had to root for a team, <sighs> I root for them both to lose. That's how. <laughs> Okay, everybody get technicals and get put out. Everybody get technicals. It just it ends in a no contest, and the Lakers get the W. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it, it's tough, so I was going for them, and so I was rooting. I was rooting. As soon as I found out, OKC. I mean, uh, okay, basically OKC went to the Warriors. But when I found out Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, uh, I texted him and called him. I was like. I told you, man, players will let you down. You have to pick a team. You can't be bandwagon from player to player. You hate it, though. So what, you're a fan now just because of Kevin Durant? Teams will not let you down, bro. I'm telling you. Well, they will, but. They will. <laughs> but... There's always room to grow. There's always Shit, no progress. St. Louis is damn. Teams will let you down. They left motherfucking St. Louis and went back to L.A. <laughs> but the keyword was back. Yeah, the Rams let LA down, but they came back 30, 40 years later. What, what I wanted so so bad when we first initially got the NBA team when we um we acquired the Hornets. Oh yeah, what yeah. I wanted so so bad was us to buy the Jazz back. That, yes, just, just that name. 
I wanted it so bad. Anytime that I I got into 2K, uh, NBA 2K, and every time they they let me make a team or rebrand my franchise now that you can do, I change it all to New Orleans Jazz. Uh, The uniforms, everything. Because there ain't no jazz in Utah. Utah's the whitest place on the the planet. (laughs) If anything, they should be called the... They should be called the Utah folk music. <laughs> <laughs> the Utah country music. Like, come Utah, on, man. The Utah Mormons. <laughs> the, the Utah Mormons. Like, come on. They just started letting black people in the Mormons. Ooh, I got one. They could have been the Salt Lake Shakers. <laughs> <laughs> Salt Lake Shakers. Boom. Even that name is sort of black, though. You got to admit. But it's it like was... salt, and you shake it in a shaker. You See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but salt is like diabetes, and that's kind of black. So no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, and most NBA players are black, so there <laughs> you go. It, it all ties in together. It works. <laughs> the, the, the Utah Jazz Salt Lake Shakers, <laughs> but they sound like dancers. Like, salt, welcome sh- to the stage, the Salt Lake Shakers. And like the halftime show, they play the Yin Yang Twins, shaking like a salt shaker. Salt shaker, shaker. <laughs> that's gonna be the theme song. Oh hell yeah. But like, um, cause look at Cleveland. They damn they lost the Browns, and um, the what they became the Baltimore Ravens. Then they got an expansion team in and renamed them the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? I, I thought we was gonna do something like that. So, oh, we getting the basketball team. You gonna name them the Jazz? Uh, you know, something like that. But y'all named the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean that's our state bird. So. Yeah. But at first, everybody started clowning it. And I was like, the Pelicans. What made you pick the Pelicans out of all? But I mean, it worked out. You guys, you guys did the impossible and made a pelican look threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, shit. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's threatening. That motherfucker come flapping at you with his bill out and shit. And like, wow, motherfucker, get away! <laughs> it's a it's a minor annoyance though. I don't think it's intimidating. Man, it's you like, know how hey, big a pelican you're, is. <laughs> you're, but you're inconveniencing me right now. I could be walking. You're like, <laughs> a pelican is a big motherfucker, man. Didn't it swallow fish whole? It can get your arm in there or something. Maybe snatch, <laughs> snatch your iPhone or something. <laughs> okay, well, that that's a, that's an inconvenience also. <laughs> yeah, it can get your arm in there. I'll grab him by the tonsil and just like smack him against the wall or something. I don't Man. know. Oh, it shit. is pretty big, though. It is pretty big. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that's been our problem for years. It's just like we get these key and essential pieces, but we can't never build shit around it. You can't. And then no. the pieces that we do get in there that's, you know, good and durable and, you know, they get the fuck rid of them. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> I think uh, it's a money think, thing, though. Speaking of expansions and stuff like that, I really I the name has stuck. The Lakers have stuck with us for a while, but it doesn't make sense. I would like to change our name. I would have liked to change our name upon relocation because we came from Minnesota, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, and they have men of 10,000 lakes. lakes. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked to change our names to something else. I don't know what, but Shit, um, something else. Like I was thinking the, the, mean, the Compton drive-bys. <laughs> <laughs> the Compton drive-bys. The L.A. carjackings. <laughs> That's pretty. Not, nothing with bees are seasoned it, though. <laughs> See, the Clippers got away with it because they have the name size of the C, but their colors are mostly red, but they got a little blue in there. Oh. There you go. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. I see what you So they, they're, they're the blippers sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you could rename them, what would you name them? Maybe the L.A. Royals. 
maybe the L.A. I mean, the Kings is taken already, but you can't have two franchises in the same city with the same name because we have the Los Angeles Kings, which is our hockey team. Yeah. Well, I can understand. I mean, it's two different genres or whatever. I mean, yeah. hell, you can name all the goddamn teams in New Orleans the Saints. The Saints, yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I, was, I would like that. Like, I thought about that, having all the teams in every city off of one thing. Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Chicago almost did it, mm-hmm. except they blew it with the Bulls. They should have just been the Grizzlies. Because yeah. you have the Cubs. Yeah. You have the um, the Bears. Mm-hmm. And then you would have the Grizzlies. Yeah. That, yeah. But, but they're the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> so. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, that, it's stuff like that. Like, my OCD kicks in whenever I think about stuff like that. I'm like, damn it. You had a chance. You, you, you had one job. You had one job. This guy of Chicago who's the athletic person who names teams. Man. Man. Man, that's – but, I, yeah, when I think of that, it kind of irks me a little bit. Yeah, man. We've been, like, jumping around and everything. Like, uh, what – I know you talk about um, you and John Lee. Yeah. Now, um, like, when did that become a thing? Like, when did you like, hey, you're a guy. I'm a guy. We like the same things. Let's be friends. Well, we met on blackpeoplemeet.com. I saw <laughs> right on him. And <laughs> so we decided to meet up. <laughs> Man, come on, though. <laughs> um. We, uh, I, I don't know, um, we met when we were kids. That's the thing. So I was there since the beginning. He started off as an artist, as drawing Dragon Ball Z characters. And that's all we would talk about is Dragon Ball Z and wrestling. Um, back in the Attitude Era, that's when we were kind of being raised. That's when we kind of met to 98. A lot of people say the Attitude Era started in 96, but I don't think it really started until like ninety eight. I don't like what I say attitude there. Attitude there started when um Shawn Michaels left. When Shawn Michaels wasn't there and um Triple H had to reform DX. And when DX was such a powerhouse, um you had the Nation of Domination coming out. I mean coming up and you had Undertaker with the um the, his faction. With the ministry. The Ministry of Darkness, yeah, you had that with Gangrel, Edge Christian, the Paul Bearer, um, yeah, just in the Ministry, and you just had all these like factions and stables real going quick. at it. I think that was like the height of the Attitude Era. Real quick, and that real was quick, in, like, let, let, let me get your Paul Bearer. <laughs> no, nah, man, I can't pull up no Come on, more. You can do it. <laughs> I get Sir John Lee to pull it off. I can't pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel dumb as hell trying to do a fall, man. <laughs> oh, man. He got paid to do that. I'm over here like, I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. I have, I have, a, I have a cool, I have a cool uh, persona to keep up. Oh, okay, all right. Continue with your story then. <laughs> maybe maybe at the end of the, maybe at the, end of the um, podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I think we're nearing the end of the podcast, but whatever, however you feel. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's all we talk about, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z and um, wrestling. And, you know, Dragon Ball Z was the gateway drug to anime for everybody. It's just I kept it. I kept watching it. 
everybody else got became teenagers or grew up and stopped watching it. I went on from Dragon Ball Z to Naruto to Bleach to and then I saw those and I was like, let me dig a little deeper. So I started finding these gym animes and then I started watching these animes that only lasted 14 episodes, 26 episodes that don't go on for seasons like that. Yeah. Or animes that only last eight episodes or, you know, just like really good stuff. So anyway, yeah, he would draw Dragon Ball Z characters and pretty soon he started drawing other things like Muhammad Ali, um, Michael Jackson, like people prominent in his life. He would draw The Rock, Stone Cold. His favorite person was Stone Cold. My favorite person was The Rock. Oh, so shit. we would be like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was our thing. So um yeah, and then when we start this is this is uh my perspective search on these come up this is from my perspective, search on these come up. Then as we start uh getting older, like around our teenage years when we were more impressionable, dipset came out. Oh dipset, dipset, dipset dip dip and <laughs> Johnny, okay, bef- let me rewind before before Dipset. Um, Johnny's mind was blown. This is the story he's going told me, and this is probably what he's going to tell you guys as far as with music and stuff like that. Yeah. His dad has a background in music, so this that's not what made him fall in love with music, but this is kind of like, I think this is what pushed him off the cliff and into the falling pit of music. Right now, he's still falling. He hasn't reached the bottom yet. He's still falling. <laughs> but after this moment, I think this is what pushed him over the edge. I don't know if this is what he's going to say. But he went down to Alabama or Atlanta or something like that. And he said he was in Foot Locker. And the Through the Wire music video, Kanye's Through the Wire video came out. And this is before anybody knew who Kanye was. Yeah, I remember that. Through the Wire video came out. And he was like looking at it like, damn. This is blowing my mind right now. And he came back and told me the following week, because I guess he visited for like Thanksgiving weekend or something like that. He came back and he told me, yo, this is the guy Kanye West, bro. He got in the car and he had his mouth wide shut and he still recorded a song. Like, that's dedication. Like, he's just talking about how, man, he went through all this stuff. He went through, he almost died, but he still came back. I almost died. Like, I think that's where he found the relation. Like, I almost died. Because when he was eight, he he got into a really bad asthma attack and died for like a couple of seconds or minutes, and then we got revived. Shit. Yeah. And so I think that's where he found that relation with Kanye, and so he started really digging into music like that. And then a couple of years later, it was Dipset, and he started a rap group when he was younger. <laughs> they were called the Compton Diplomats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were the Compton Diplomat. I see what he did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, I, I didn't rap, but I was, you know, in the group. I was I was the Joel Santana of the group, even though I didn't rap. Joel's carried that group, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he did. But uh, then, then we had our Cameron. Um, Johnny was Jim Jones, and, and I was Joel. It was, it was just crazy. It was dope, man. We were kids. We were like 14, 13, 14. Pretending we were dipset doing the dances and stuff like that. And so doing the rap group, he started rapping hardcore heavily. Writing every single day. I'll see him writing his book. Um, taking English class seriously so he could learn new words and stuff like that. Um, very intelligent guy. He knew how to go about it. All high school, he was rapping. It's not till after we graduated, um, he started looking for people to do him beats and he was like i hate the ways he sounded 
And he's like, I'm going to just do it myself. And then his stuff started becoming fire. And then pretty soon, like years down the line, he's like, I'm sick of rapping. I just want to make beats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the opposite, which is funny. Because usually people who make beats is like, I want to rap. But he was like, forget rapping. I want to make beats. Yeah. And yeah, and he has that musical ear in Tennessee. So anyway, I was there through that whole thing. Um, I was the athlete at my school. I played basically all the sports. I was at a private school. We couldn't afford pads and stuff for football, so we just played flag football, and we only had like six or seven games, maybe eight games. Yeah. So I wasn't in the football like that, but I was one hell of a receiver. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I played basketball, volleyball. Um, didn't really dabble in soccer like that. But um, anyway, so yeah, um, um, Johnny was Johnny was cool in his way because he was an artistic rapper guy who didn't care what people thought about him. I was the athlete who was like a really, really super nice guy. All the girls liked me, but I treated them with respect or something because like I was raised right. <laughs> like, you know, for like – like all the girls are like, he's marriage material. Like yeah, I don't want to take him. He's my friend. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to take him. I don't want to, you know. You know, you, you, you be that guy that the girl would bring to her house to meet her parents, and then yeah. we all both leave out the badass boyfriend Bad in the back seat. Boyfriend comes through the back door. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that was me, and. I was I was I was okay with it because I didn't want to like sleep with just any crazy chick. Like I was, like these chicks is crazy, man. If Until you, many years later, <laughs> I, I was I was taught that like I was like it was I was taught that you should respect the girl because when you sleep with her, her emotions and stuff get invested. But I took that as a warning. When you sleep with a girl, all her emotions still get invested with you. And I was like, I don't want that type of responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just trying to live life. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So that was our dynamic. I was, um, I was, you know, my, my mom was the cool teacher on campus. My mom's an educator. So she was the dope teacher on campus. She was a cool teacher on campus. So everybody loved me, well, liked me because of that. So I was basically like the prince of the campus or whatever. And, you know, by association, I never forgot who I am. I never, you know, let go of any of my friends. I always kept Johnny and them close. And my other friends kept my circle. It was a random circle, too. Random. <laughs> like, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, it, it was a blast. Johnny and I had a lot of fun in, you know, high school and growing up. And just we disconnected when I went away to college. I went to Alabama for college. Mm -hmm. So we disconnected and I came back. He started a group movement called the Black Tie Movement. And everybody there wore suits and stuff like that. And we, they were like kind of militant. and Like like they went out and fed the homeless and did all this type of stuff. And he was like leader of that movement. And Empire, we did like <laughs> right, – Man, it was, it was crazy. And then um, that kind of died down when I joined it. But then it oh, became so entertainment. Huh? I said, you in there wrecking shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but when I came in, I was, like, I was in the mind state of I was super rebellious. Like, oh, my gosh. Because I went – I was rebellious as hell. So we made a video and tried to make it, like, as subliminal as possible. So, like, it wasn't, like, no devilment or stuff in yeah, there. Yeah. It was just – we were in, like – we were dressed in church clothes going around the roughest parts of Compton doing reckless stuff. Yeah, and it was it was fun. We got like 
40 we got 40,000 views on the video. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, we were like, "What? This is dope." It Shit, was I think the most I, I think the most I got on YouTube was 7. 100? No, 7. <laughs> like <laughs> 1 2 3 4 5 6 7. <laughs> I can count on one and a half hands how many views I got on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still learning, man. I I don't, I don't have nothing on there of substance. I don't think none of it that I will put on there in the future will be of substance. It'll just be me acting the ass. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a my my friend uh, PC Noobs, he's learning it too. He I think he has about seven hundred subscribers in like two months or something like that, or two hundred subscribers. I don't know, I don't know, but he's he's building it up. So, yeah. um, it's a, it's a it's a thing we have to build up. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was it was pretty crazy. So we did our black tie thing. And everybody was on board with that. Oh, black tie is tight. Black tie is dope. But I felt like we were kind of running in place with it. Yeah. We weren't progressing. So we went from that to wrestling junkies three years ago. Mm-hmm. And first we made a we made a trailer video that was dope as hell. That's what like, talking about. You saw it? Yeah. When they acted out in wrestling and stuff like that. Oh no 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 that that must have been an older thing because I remember like when I told y'all on um the last time y'all was here it was on Instagram and I just seen like a little trailer like I think you were sitting at a y'all was sitting at a table or some shit like that and the little oh, one popped up and I was we like, did that yeah yeah we did that also and I was <laughs> that like, was what one is this <laughs> yeah yeah that was dope too um wait what. Motherfuckers! What you do? What? What? Bastards! Okay, I'm sorry. I was on YouTube and oh. I just clicked the link. Trying to, I clicked the link, and some bastard took my day. I sent you the links to my YouTube. Yeah, yeah. AMVs or whatever I did. Some bastard copied me and did the same exact thing. <laughs> and my video's two years older older than his. Hey man, that's how people get you, man. And mine's was better. <laughs> Mine's way better. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was trying to find it, but yeah, we. But the thing was, back then, wrestling sucked. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was horrible. Like this is back when. Um, I mean, CM Punk was the only good thing about wrestling. Like this is before the show came out. Yeah, this is back when R- Ryback was squashing people. Um. Before Cena got hurt and put Ryback over, like Ryback, the Ryback and CM Punk feud was the turning point of wrestling to me. Like that's when it got interesting because that was the introduction of the Shield. That's the all like all the stuff started happening. Brad Maddox was introduced. I'm I love Brad Maddox. I'm a huge Brad Maddox fan because I don't think they um, <laughs> put him in the right positions to succeed in the WWE. Yeah. Sorry. And um, just but anyway, yeah, all this all this stuff happened. But before that, we were falling asleep on Raw, <laughs> so like halfway through, we didn't even dare watch SmackDown. Like, like my the person I clung to was Fandango. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. I was like Fandango's dope. I love Fandango, but yeah, that was just. Uh, but yeah, man, it was a mess back then, so we didn't even think about doing a podcast until I thought I was like, "Hey, we're entertaining. Why don't we make a podcast?" And so we did that. We lost the guy though, so 
That's, that's what kind of made me turn to wrestling podcasts and everything like that. Because, I mean, I'm never going to stop watching wrestling. Regardless of how good or how bad it is, I'm never going to stop watching it. But yeah. it was just like, I would listen to all these wrestling podcasts like you and a couple of others. Everybody that's over on the NAI network, uh, RBR Wrestling, uh, Don, mm-hmm. Tony, Kevin, and Castle Show, all those guys. I would listen to them to hear how they would make it better, you know, how they would put their own spin on it and it would make it more interesting to me. So even if I missed Monday Night Raw completely, I can hear them recap it and, you know, it would paint a more vivid picture for me of the product rather than me sitting there watching that hot garbage. (laughs) No, seriously. You know what? I think that's what we're going to start doing. We're going to start talking about how much we make it better because we try not to bash the product, but if bashing is going to give us more listeners, then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listen to Wrestling Junkies next episode. We're gonna recap Raw. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna recap the hell out of Raw. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, because I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, you see. Huh? I said, yeah, you did. Oh yeah, yeah, but no, but with with Wrestling Junkies, um, we tried to make it as entertaining as possible. Try to do different things. Try to play games. Try to be immersive. Because I. I I can listen to someone talk about a subject for an hour, but, you know, we don't have to. I like to challenge myself. I like to do, you know, like I think with your podcast, that's challenging enough because you just start going and don't have anything planned and you hope yeah. for the best. No, <laughs> a shot in mean, the dark. It's like this is <laughs> I'm, I'm over 40 something episodes in and um, I can only think of maybe two times to where that shit failed me. <laughs> like, just not coming in with a plan or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's nothing against the people. I, I believe I, I feel it was just me, you know, or whatever, because of the circumstances or, you know, because uh, I get scatterbrained. I mean, like, everybody doesn't talk like how you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can just yada, 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 yada. You use a talk. You can talk about some, sh- some things or whatever. Usually mm-hmm. I just throw something out and the guests will grab it and be like, all right, I'm going to run with it. And then, <laughs> But it was two times that I could recall one episode that hasn't aired yet. And another one that has uh, episode 11, I think it's called J guns. And it's my homeboy back when I was in the military and um, we down in Missouri together. He's um, an artist and a DJ and he do all these things. He got his own clothing line and all this stuff. He motorcycle club guy. He do all mm-hmm. this shit. So I was like, dog, I'm starting this podcast, you know, why don't you be on there? You can plug your music, your adventures, all that shit, dog. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. So I bring the equipment over to the house because I'm mobile. I, I do. If you're close enough, I'm coming to you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm setting everything up and putting everything together. And then we'll be talking. And it'll just be like, I'll be like, all right. Uh, so, man, what's going on? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So, you, what were you doing before I got here? Chilling. Chilling. I was going to say that, chilling. <laughs> so, it was like that, and I was like, oh, man. But, I mean, you it, ruined it. But, you know, we got past that, and you start feeling the rhythm of it and everything, and we and we got going and everything. You probably cut that part out, dude. No, I didn't. It'd be, like a, be like, a, like a random, you guys just jump into a random conversation, like part of the podcast. So, anyway, like we said earlier... <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, I kept it all in. I kept it in there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then, like, yeah. um, there's one that hadn't even come out yet and to where, like, it was just the circumstances behind it. Like, we tried to link up before, 
And um, we had all the time in the world to record, but the audio and the equipment, I don't know what the fuck was going on. We just had a bad connection and we couldn't do shit. Nah. So we rescheduled. So the next time I got this person on, they had a limited amount of time and everything, you know, they had to be quick because they was getting ready while they were on the thing with me trying to hurry up and get to this other thing that they had to get to. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can ramble. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked a couple, I asked this person a couple questions and in the midst of them getting ready, they, you know, they're giving me the short answer because they preparing, trying to do something else. And then I find myself trying to kind of play off of it and talk and carry it. But I wind up talking too much and I ate <laughs> up a lot of their time. <laughs> so now I'm just trying to hurry up and ask it like her little quick, stupid questions like, what's your favorite color? And just like <laughs> shit, just to kind of like maximize the little bit of time that I had left. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a bad interview, but I felt like the chemistry and everything that was going on the first time we did it before the audio um difficulties was great I, we was having a good time laughing and carry mm-hmm. on but you know i don't think we were really on sync because this person was focused on doing some other things because this person is busy you know mm-hmm. so the only two times in 40 something episodes that i've felt like me not being prepared with like some predetermined questions or you know going a certain way with an interview kind of failed me but it happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I to to be a hundred percent honest, um, I hate every single podcast I do until I sit back and listen to it again. Like, even <laughs> like I'm I'm even here, sitting here like I would catch myself either when you're talking or I'm talking. I'm like sitting, we're sitting here engaging and doing the podcast. I'm sitting thinking like, is this good? Am I doing good? Like, I'm so hard on myself. Like, I'm like, I hope this doesn't suck. I really don't. Yeah. I'm thinking back, oh, when I talked about Sir John Lee, should I talk about something else? And should I talk about, we talked about too much basketball, damn it. Should I talk more about football? Yeah. Let me bring it to wrestling. Should I talk about wrestling? So like, <laughs> when, when, I, when I do the wrestling junkies, I'm sitting there even like halfway through, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Let me try to make it better. Or like, I'm just so hard on myself. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like and and when I sit back and listen, I'm like, oh, okay, this is entertaining. This is pretty good. When I talked about this thing, it was pretty good. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, uh, Sir John Lee and I are thinking about changing it from wrestling junkies to culture junkies or something like that, where we so just talk about just being random a box. stuff. Yeah, instead of being about because wrestling is dope. We love wrestling. We can talk about it for hours, but I think there's just so much more we can offer. To we could, there's just so much more we can offer our audiences and insight because we can talk about comic book. I love comic books, anime, music, film, hair products, deodorant, food. <laughs> like we can talk about whatever we want. But like, this, it's, but this is the thing though. I mean, you've already built something off of the wrestling junkies. I mean, I know it originally started with like the Instagram and all the other stuff, but. You can still do those other things and not get rid of the wrestling junkies, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, look, look, I mean, that's why I didn't do a wrestling podcast. Even though I love wrestling so much, mm-hmm. I knew that, like, this is why I listen to wrestling podcasts, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, when I watch wrestling, I watch it for pure entertainment value. It's just like if I'm watching uh, CSI Miami or Walking Dead 
or some shit like that. I mean, I'm just, I turn the brain off, suspend all disbelief. I just, I'm just watching wrestling for what it is. It's entertainment for me and I love it. But for me to do a show completely and solely dedicated to wrestling sounds so fucking taxing to me. Man, it's like, tough. You got to watch tough. all the shows. Yeah, you got to yeah. do research on some you of the shit. with all the news. Rumors. Rumors. All this shit. And, you know, that's too much for me because, like, what we're doing right now, all I did was turn on Audacity, call you on Skype, <laughs> press record, and we talking. That's it. <laughs> I ain't got a damn. I ain't got to pull up my, my freaking iPad here. I ain't got to write down no notes. I ain't got to do shit. We just talking, recording, and that's it. Man, you should see my notes, bro. It's pages, like pages full of notes. And it doesn't even seem like pages, but it's like just things I want to touch on and say during it's like uh it's just so Yeah, and that's another thing with me. I'm I'm just like you, dog. It's just like <laughs> I get nervous before every show. Every show. Yeah. I don't care who it's with. I mean, me and my wife did a show, episode five, and I was nervous. And this is my motherfucking wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it's just like once like within the first two or three minutes, I mean, I can kind of feel the way it's going. I mean, if this mm-hmm. person is a talker, kind of like you, or mm-hmm. if I got to try to bring something to it, because what I like to try to do is like when you're on here telling your story, I try to find something in my life that I can kind of like link to what link, you're talking uh-huh. about. And I can be like, oh, well, yeah, you did this. I did something like this, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we got back and forth. And then, see, that's how we went from you doing your photography to basketball, to football, to mm-hmm. on franchises and all this other stuff and wrestling and all kinds of things like that. I like that aspect of it, but it's just like, I'm like, I, I'm literally, I literally sweat my fucking head. I start beating up <laughs> my fucking armpits. I'm like, ah, uh, uh, baby, uh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Once we start recording and get everything going, as long as the audio sounds good, I'm all right. Yeah, and yeah. then I mean, when I go all... back and listen to it, I'm like, damn, I should have talked about this. I forgot about this one thing. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now's a chance. Well, what do you think we should have talked about? Oh, I have a game. Oh, here we go. I, I it just here, popped here, in my head. Here we go. I want to play a game. I I like playing <laughs> games. Um wait, okay, are you are you more uh are, where's your knowledge more? Football or basketball? Neither. <laughs> Hmm. now see because like this are you you're a sports guy not really i I mean i like i like sports for what it is is you know it's entertainment to me but like it's just like i was talking about the wrestling dog i don't get into the weeds of that shit like if it comes up on my twitter feed or some shit like that you know oh i know i'm informed but like for me to daggone dig in for stats and all kind of shit i'm like like, nah man i'm not that it was a point (laughs) in time to where i was and that's when jordan was around oh but <laughs> I'm not like that no more. I mean, I used to collect basketball cards and all kind of things like that. But I mean, I didn't. I, I wasn't like the technical guy. I could just talk about what I like. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really into football, but I am a basketball guru. Like from the whole nine, ninety. No, no, nine, not ninety. Let's say from 2000 to now, I can tell you like everything about. I don't want to say every single player, but every decent to good player. That's what's up. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, one, I, I was watching. I can barely. I was tell watching. You what I, did I was yesterday. watching the Pelicans. I was watching you guys play the Warriors, and there were some people I didn't know. I was like, "Who the hell is this?" I mean, but I know, I know who Omar Sheik is. I know who 
Lance Stevenson is. I know who, you know, like your basic, like yeah. okay, people who are in the rotation. Mm-hmm. But they put somebody in, um, and I was like, who the hell is this? It was like a point guard or something you guys had. Yeah. And I was like, what? Is not Norris Cole. You guys still have Norris Cole? I don't think so. No, no, no. He's still there. He's still there. He's still there. Yeah, but it was like somebody, and I was like, "Wow, I do not know this guy." And then uh, what? What knowledge I do have about sports now, like as far as rosters and all kind of things like that, or how good a player is, it's from fucking two K, though. Yeah, dope. Yeah, two K. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I played. Like I played in two K. I like to give some of my stuff in two K, but at the same time, I really do think the Lakers have the best uh, color commentators. I really do. Like they will. Like, I, they're unbiased, first of all. Like, um, something will happen. Like, Nick Young will travel, and then our commentators will be like, what the hell is Nick Young doing? Like, that was not a good play. Like, they keep it 100. That ends who they will. All right, and um, Omar Sheik is in. He's from so-and-so. He played for this, that, this, that. He was a good player. Like, they will give me the rundown of who they are, where they're from, what teams they played for, why they're on this team, what they're good at, what they're not good at. And so I've got all my basketball knowledge from watching the Lakers and listening to their color commentators because they are so good at their job. Yeah. And, and they do their homework. And and that's another thing, too. I mean, they they are in the business, so it's their freaking job to be that it's damn their good. job. We are not. We just damn. I just sit on my ass and be like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, maybe um, I, I guess me being uh, – the product of two educators i guess i'm just constantly learning or something because they they're constantly teaching yeah i just grow accustomed to retaining information whenever i get it Mm -hmm. so it's like they're always lucky you i didn't (laughs) yeah they always correct my grammar and no it's they are not like you know it's like oh that's not how you say that no it's like okay whatever but i guess after a while i just retained it like i am and my mom's a math teacher also. So. Oh, man. You... She, yeah. She, <laughs> she, I have, I'm very analytical. Whenever there's a problem, even on set, I always come up with a solution right away instead of panic about it because that's how she taught me to just come up with a – if there's a problem, there's always a solution. Just plug in the formula, this and that, this and that. So, But anyway, my game was going to be comparing wrestlers to NBA players. Hmm. But – what do you what do you think of that game? How well do you know NBA players to do that? Nah, I don't think that would be a good fit. <laughs> We'd be fucking it up. <laughs> but now, well, what subject do you think you're best at? Like talking with, like if uh bullshit. If <laughs> huh? No, so like, defecating in the because let's, let's let's think about it. Damn, when we did the little joint last time, when we was doing the Dolph Ziggler and all this stuff like that, dog. Uh-huh. I was just pulling that shit out of my ass. I was just That's what I, we expected you to. Cause. I was rambling. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to stand on. I was just like, shit was coming to my head. I was like, all right, let me grab this word and put it with this one. Put it with this word and add dogs. It's it like the damn, uh, <laughs> the damn video that's going around. I have a pen. I have. I apple. have an apple. <laughs> apple pen. Apple pen. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I mean, no, because like. That's where the rambling of random ramblers come from. Because I've I've been known to like if I in the military they teach you to like never say that you don't know something. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, so like yeah. if somebody actually came up to you and be like, "Hey, what's this, this, and this?" You are not supposed to be like, "I don't know." I don't know. So 
I mean, so they kind of fucked me up in a way. So I always had to lead around. <laughs> like, Get people to run around. Uh, how do you do this? I'd be like, um, well, technically, man, <laughs> you got to do this, 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 and this, this and this. Bad. But um, I'm not 100% sure on that. I can um do I can get the answer for you, but in the meantime, such and such knows all about this. <laughs> Let me skirt all this responsibility real quick. <laughs> yeah, go go do yeah, go to that person. How about that? So yeah, I, I have my um my 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 um my own uh, little cachet of bullshit I have flung around. <laughs> but there's like there's like nothing like if someone were to make a statement about something. I don't know. But throw something people. at me. Let's see what sticks. <laughs> can 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 you are you able to like thoroughly debate somebody on a certain subject? Like debate, like you can pull down facts, you can pull down history, other things, you could do all this stuff. I don't know. I can pretend I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I can do that with almost anything. All right, well all, let, like, let's like, let's save that for the mashup show. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. But you're gonna like, go ahead and uh, wind it down because we all kind of running it. We are running it. So yeah. We were coming up on two hours. Uh, yeah, close Rambling. 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 All right, man. You a producer. You're a smart guy. Fucking. You, you're a man of many talents. Yes. Um, and I will be famous one day. So hey. you can say you had me on your podcast. I know, that's, why you, that's why you're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, uh, I got to have I, evidence. I, <laughs> no, he he was on my podcast. Look. Look, look, believe me. File corrupted, damn it. (laughs) But where do you see you and John Lee and the Wrestling Junkies and just you and your production as a whole here in the next two years? Two years. I see us moving in the right circles. Like it's, I feel, I do believe in that company you keep type of thing. And so... Um, I am really skeptical as a filmmaker. It's all about making connections. You need to make connections. You need to learn this one. You need to know this person. You need to learn this person. I mean, a lot learn, but you need to know this person, make connection with this person, make connection with this person. I believe that um, if me right now, I don't even count my accomplishments, accomplishments right now as accomplishments. I still believe I'm a bottom feeder. You know, like a peasant compared to people who, you know, have accomplished things. But I believe if I have easy access to you, then you're not busy and you're not moving in the right circles. That's what I I think I need to put in more work to get to, you know, um, okay, okay, this is what I mean. For instance, um, a prominent filmmaker, Christopher Nolan. I, you know, he's he's a good filmmaker. Batman franchises, whatever he, t- he whatever he does is good. As far as anything that's not Batman related, because <laughs> I do not like Batman Begins or The Dark Knight Rises. I like The Dark Knight, but I think he accidentally made that movie good. <laughs> I, I I believe that was a other accident. Like that was an accident, and that was proved to me in The Dark Knight Rises. But um, but anyway. If I were to meet him in a coffee shop one day and I was like, oh, hey, I'm a fellow filmmaker, you know, I would like to work with you and stuff like that. 
I don't believe he will accept my invitation because when he's too busy, he doesn't have time to, you know, be a mentor or whatever because he's busy working on his craft and doing films and stuff like that. And two, there's nothing he could benefit from me doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from me, if he were to do that. Now, it would be different if I made a film and he saw it and he's like, I love your work. I would love to work with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's different. But I don't believe approaching someone with just my dick in my hand asking for help. Well, I mean, I've, I've done that before. <laughs> help? But I'm pretty sure that's worked out for you. That's how you're married, correct? <laughs> and kids. <laughs> and kids. I got a little too uh, much help, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but um, no, I believe in the hard work will get you. If you keep working and keep doing it, I'm sorry, that's a weird echo. Yeah. If you keep working and keep you know going at it, you will get in those in those circles. I don't believe in going and looking for the connections. You want to oh, be the connection. I want to be the, there you go. I want to be the connection. I don't want to go looking for the connection. You want to be the plug, as the young people would say. <laughs> exactly. I want the connections to come to me. I don't want to go to them. And I want to put myself in a position where that will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's that's in anything in life. I believe everything is just so interconnected and then people try to diversify and separate things. But I believe we all go through the same experiences. If you're a lawyer, doctor, mm-hmm filmmaker music producer um you own a business entrepreneur we all will go through the same exact sequence of things before we become successful or we will all have to go through the same thing to become successful a lawyer will not be successful if he goes looking for connections what will make a lawyer successful is if he puts in the work in school passes the bar does all the stuff and then the firms will come to him when he graduates and passes the bar and hire him or, you know, put in an application or whatever, but not, oh, I met this complete stranger at Starbucks and I asked them for a handout. You know, like, I don't think that's how things work. It only happens like that in movies, but I don't yeah. think that's how it works in real life. Or I don't think that's how you get long-term success. Yes, you may get short-term success because you got it so easily, but... It won't last long because you, you got it so easily. If you put in the work, you're going to keep putting in the work and you're going to reap what you sow. Yeah. Well, shit, so, yeah. man. I appreciate you taking the time out to chat it up with me, dude. Oh, man. I will be on again. I know you. We, I will be on again. Um, ramblings, listeners. What do you call them? Just I call listeners. them motherfuckers. <laughs> motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> You go hear some more of me. Let me put some plugs in. I would like to shout out PC Noobs. Go check them out if you like gaming and you like comedy. These guys are hilarious. They, my friend Jeff, and okay, it's it's part of the um, my friend Jeff and my brother Sean. They're the PC Noobs. Mm-hmm. Sean has been on Wrestling Junkies as an intern. He's hilarious. We're both witty. I think Sean is a little more witty than I am. He's, he has the jokes just coming. Like, he's hilarious. And so, but when we, like, if me and him were to do a podcast together, I think it would be the funniest thing ever because people love it when we're together and we're feeding off of each other. So we might do that coming up, but it might be sports theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out PC Noobs. They're great. Jeff, 
Sean is my brother. Jeff, he's our editor for our company, Apex Visions. If you guys want to check out our website, Apex Visions LA, as far as your state initials and Los Angeles. Louisiana's LA. And then, you know, so Apex Visions LA, check it out. We have our reel up there. If you guys just want to tell us we're doing a good job, email us. If you want us, if you want us to do something, we're cheap. You know, we, we will, or, Man, you know, shit, you we're, came to Texas. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we, if, if you can fly us out there, we'll be, out there. <laughs> we'll, we'll be, out there. but, um, yeah. Shout out to apex visions LA. Shout out to a good friend of mine. Um, those of you younger listeners who grew up watching Nickelodeon and Disney channel, uh, the guy I started this business with, his name is Daniel Curtis Lee. He's a childhood actor. He's better known as Cookie from Nez Declassified. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Nez Declassified. He's the black fat kid with the glasses. <laughs> and he was on Glee as a jock. He had cornrows on there. Um, on Disney, he was on Zeke and Luther. He was Kojo. He was their black friend. The token. Who skateboarded. Huh? The token. The token black friend who was there. Yeah, he's his accolades are high. Actually, I did the shoot with him. We were talking, hanging out. But yeah, really, really cool, humble guy. He's a little too humble to for my taste because I want to use his connections to get ahead in life. But he still thinks he's a commoner like me. So uh, shout out to him. Daniel Curtis Lee, check out. He does music. Um, Drive, D-R-I-I-V-E. That's his music name, rapper name. He's featured on a song with Sir John Lee called Bless You. That is going to be a hit. That yes, is a hit is. right now, actually. Uh, Sir John Lee is pushing that song. Um, and Oh, and lastly, shout out to Court of Wolves, Sir John Lee's label or whatever Man. it is. He has merch. He has all the stuff on I it. I got a hat. He has a hat. Did he send you a hat? Yeah, I got one. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't know if he sent yeah, you a hat. I, got the whole, I, I, I bought a starter pack with oh, the okay. stickers and the buttons and everything so I could have something to put on my um, laptop. Oh, And, and no. um, he sent me the hat. Ah, I don't see your crotch. <laughs> ah. hey, hey, man. I got the covers on. <laughs> I got the covers on. I was looking at my, I was looking at my uh, computer to see if I got the thing on. <laughs> I, got, I got covers on. <laughs> yeah, but um, he sent me the all white hat with the red logo on the top. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Hey, I got ch- the, check it. I got, ch- I got the black one with the. Uh, I do like that one though. Yeah, this one's sick. This, this one I'm gonna so, wear with mine though. He's he's showing me the hat, ladies and gentlemen. He's leaving the podcast to get the hat. Oh. That is dope. That shirt, yes. Yeah, that shit right there. That's that's gonna set my outfit off. <laughs> that that shirt is fire, yes, and it will go with. Yeah, that's dope with the hat. So yeah, um, and shout out to uh, Rob for having me on the show. Um, I used to work at Walmart, so it's funny to see you yes. going through going through you're, Walmart. You're like my favorite guest now. I'm gonna put you on the top of the guest list. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> I used to. I worked there for like a year. That was the first ever job I held for a year because the other job I had to quit because I had to go back to Alabama. I came out here worked at CVS, and I had to quit because it was just a summer job. That's an interesting story that I would say for later. Yes, 
But yeah, and then I ended up working at Walmart for like a year. I was a cashier, but I hated it. So I went out and pushed carts whenever I could because I hated the people at Walmart because y'all suck. Walmart customers. I know really working at that job made me lose faith in humanity. One, I was such a nice person. It made me lose faith in humanity and it made me such an asshole. It did. It did. Like now I just don't care what people think because I realize people don't care about me and my well-being. Nope, they don't. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, I learned a lot from Walmart. See? It's it's not worth lessons. it. The money ain't worth it. Hey, hey, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, not working there is not worth it, but go and visit, hey, that's me. <laughs> it, all, it is all the way worth it. You can go to Walmart and no, it is a great place to go visit. But it's a horrible place to work because the customers suck. Hey man, I don't suck. I just make videos. <laughs> <laughs> you're no, you're fine. I'm just talking about like suck as far as like it. I, I don't know why you guys are so difficult. Like you guys come. It's like you, you guys come there just just to pretend like you're a boss or a manager or something like that. Like it's like, hey, why why ain't my cereal on this shelf? It's on the shelf behind me. I like my cereal. I like to come and grab it off the side on my left-hand side, but now it's on the right side. Why you guys do that? It's an inconvenience. Why? 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 And I'm like, I, I don't – why is that even a problem? Like I started – like after like six months, I started talking back to customers. Like yeah, I just be, I, I just didn't like the person I was becoming, so I had to quit. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. It was horrible. No. We gonna so, get down another rabbit hole talking about this Walmart. Yeah, and and one guy he tried to trick oh, me. Oh, see, you're doing giving, it right now. <laughs> oh, last one, last one, last last story. One guy tried to trick me into giving him a hundred dollars, but thank God my mom taught me math, and I just have this like I have this mindset. I'm able to take things and like piece them together and like just put them in placeholders like math. Like I'll take a problem and I'll solve it. So long story short, this guy he he throws out a hundred dollar bill on my conveyor belt thing, whatever. He's like, I can have 120s, right? So I grab his 100, and then – no, I pull out my – my, uh, I count it out for him. I put it on the conveyor belt. I have to grab the 100. He's like, oh, wait, can you give me 50s for this? And he throws out like five tens or whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I grab his tens, and then he's like, oh, wait, hold on. So he tries to confuse me to so he could come up on $300, mm-hmm. right? And, but I catch him in the middle of it, and I'm like, no, wait, no. Okay, first off, you want the 100 for this, and then I go down the list of everything he wanted. He didn't think I would remember, but I did. So then he was like, oh, man, forget it. So he just took whatever he did and walked away, and he didn't take from me. And the person behind me knew that I got him. Behind him knew that I got him. So she was like, damn, that was that was good right there. But I, it would have worked on some, but that just lets you know that these, these hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> I had two stories off of that whole statement you just said, the Annette story. But we can save that for another time. No, another time, another time. But anyway, so. But hey, yeah. man, like I said, I appreciate you taking your time out to chat with me. And, man, I'll catch you down the road, as Stone Cold would say. All right, all right. All right. And um, listeners, I hope you enjoyed it. And check us out on Wrestling Junkies. We had a very special episode. Yeah. All right. Catch you later. Peace. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my uh, podcast with Todd the Great. 
And man, it was, it was a pleasure having your man on there. I mean, if if this was a tandem podcast, it was me and him as co-hosts to each other. Man, this would be like um when I was talking to Andre, how you had them long ass podcasts or whatever the fuck. We would be along the lines of the same thing. We'd just be yiggity yakking, yakking, yakking back and forth or whatever. But it was great to have Todd the Great. One half of the wrestling junkies on the podcast and returning. Um, just look forward to um, bigger and better things from that whole crew over there. Um, it's cool that he is um, a filmmaker, producer, and he pretty much has um, a test subject in uh, Sir John Lee and everything because he is a, uh, a rapper songwriter producer in his own right on the musical side of it and Todd you know he can shoot videos for them and they can bounce ideas off each other that's a tandem that's a that's a real tag team right there and you know I mean they help each other creatively which is cool that's what you want to have in the tag team partner you want to have the strong guy you want to have the fast guy or you want to have the technical guy and the flippy do guy and um that's uh uh freaking Todd and goddamn John, the wrestling junkies. Woo! It was a pretty long podcast, but hey, hope you enjoyed the audio goodness that was uh, presented to you. And I'm going to do my thing here at the end, like I normally do. going to get my plugs, and we're going to ride on up out of here. So, you can follow me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk or wrestling talk or other general shenanigans, that's the account that you do it on. If you want to have information and all kind of other content pertaining to the podcast, you can follow the show on Twitter at, wait for it, R, R, R. Did I say three R's? It's three R's though. R, R, R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast. Anything having to and pertaining with the show is found at that Twitter account. Also, my website, randomrobcast.com. If you go to the bottom of the home page, you'll find some merchandise themed for the show. It has a shirt that has motherfucker on the front, so you can wear that motherfucker across your chest. Boom. Merchandising, baby. Also, they got um some a donate button down there if you want to donate to the show. Um, I started said merchandise. Yes, you can buy shirts. Also, they got an Amazon wish list. It's filled with items that can help me produce a better product for you. So whatever you give to me goes right back into the show, which in turn goes back to you. So help me help you help me help you or something like that. Yeah. And that's all at randomrobcast.com. Also, follow me on Instagram. That's the thing that I probably use the most outside of twitter um you can do that at random ramblings w underscore rob and you can um just look at me say things and do things most recently um as of this podcast uh two days in a row i did these um little mini photo shoots with myself and everything um day one was uh the first time was about the color red red is my favorite color so i did like a little mini photo shoot with my red hoodie and uh, a various assortment of hats 
with the red theme. So check that out. And yesterday, which, yeah, it doesn't really matter days of the week because this comes out on Sunday. But then the day after that was um, a project I wanted to try to put together with, um, you know, some steals and everything. It's like what I call a solo mannequin challenge. You know what I mean, which that's what a photo is. <laughs> you know, you freeze frame at a moment in time. So I guess, you know, all photos are the mannequin challenge. We all winning. But I, I think mine is pretty cool. Um, theme, I had the Batman gray on. So the tone of the picture is kind of gray. And it's just me in various positions and I married them together like a mannequin challenge. It's like me doing multiple poses and everything. So check that all out on Instagram. It's pretty cool. I like it. I dig it. And then I hit it with the Prism app, Prisma app, and I hit it with all kind of filters and different styles. It looked pretty freaking cool. And then Instagram has the zoom feature now. So you can zoom in on all those um, multiple shots that I put on one frame. Yeah. Facebook. Find me on Facebook. I got a... Um, page for the show and man i am man if you want to get in touch with me i want to have some fun things going on y'all want to do some stuff hit me up on the facebook page man you can hit me on the instant messenger you can put some random posts it's open to every everybody anybody so you can post anything you want on there you can plug your merchandise you can plug your podcast you can plug your music you can plug anything but your asshole on there so check that out um yeah. I mean, as I said at the top of the show, man, um, there's military veterans that need your help and um, support my man on his uh, GoFundMe. Help him save his house. Help him, him and his wife, you know, keep that roof over the head of his kids. And um, I'm pretty sure they'd be appreciated, man. Um, we do so much for this country and um, as military personnel. And it feels good to have, you know, the people that we give our lives for, you know, could give a little bit back to us in some kind of way. <sighs> man, it's just depressing, man. It's just like I, I can remember back to when I was recording the intro for this show. I mean, I was just all kind of flustered. I mean, you can tell, man. I was just all over the fucking place. And it's just, you know, things are going on, you know, with me almost in that vein here personally in my personal life. Personally in my personal life. <laughs> That's what personal life is. It's personally, personally mine. So, I mean, I feel well, your, your man is. And, you know, I want to try to get this word out there. I mean, I can't do it alone to help him. But I know with my voice, uh, just like as Ralph Nervous said, man, the charity. Charity starts at home. And that's my brother in arms. So I'm using this platform to shout him out and get him the help that they need, man. So, I mean, if you can, shit. I forget how much they're trying to raise, but damn, a dollar from 100 people, that's $100. See? I mean, everything helps. And I appreciate it if you can do that. I mean, fuck my Amazon wish list. You know, fuck my merchandise. You know, help. Help that man out. He he needs more than I do. I mean, mine's are just a vanity thing. I think it would be cool for somebody to wear one a T-shirt that I made. I think that would be cool. But I mean, this is like this is life, you know, for his freaking family and his kids, especially his kids. <sighs> On a lighter note, I'm using YouTube so you get to see my face and hear my voice at the same time instead of just hear my voice. So you can go on mosey over to the YouTube page, man. I got an ass load of videos on there. Not, well, not an ass load. I got a lot of video, a few videos on there. 
And it's, it's weird because, like, on Twitter, I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck I'm expecting. I'm expecting to have my shit blow up overnight or some shit. I put, hey, y'all, I put a video up, and I expect, like, 200,000 motherfuckers to go look at the video or whatever. Man, you know, shit don't work like that. It's going to take time. It's patience, which I have the time, but patience is fleeting. Patience is everywhere. <laughs> anyway, man, thank you. I appreciate you all for listening. Um, shout out to the Wrestling Junkie. Shout out to Todd the Great. Shout out to Alex from Is Anyone There? 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 Podcast for the intro music. And uh, I'll see you next time.